Welcome back to the return of Emblemcast. Before we start today's episode, I'd like to thank our patrons Alex, Cody, Isaac, Hobo, Slurm, and Spino. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash emblemcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 43 of Emblemcast. Uh, my name is Roy. I am the son of Elliewood, Marquis of Foray. And uh, on this podcast, we have Lilina. That's Keegan. What? Keegan, why don't you say hi? I'm sorry, what? You want to run that one by me again? You're Lilina. Huh. How that This is a podcast, not a forum for your roleplay fantasy. <laughs> not a fan fiction? <laughs> well, I was thinking Chef has got to be Darren's got to be Rutger, right? Darren's got to be Rutger. Sheffin has to no, be Marcus. No, I'm the Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Usher you know it's Narshan. a roleplay server. What? That's true. Actually, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you could be but. Narshan. Anyway... This is a shitty way of me introducing that today is a very special day. We're doing something that we haven't done for, I'm not going to open up the podcast feed yeah. right now, but <laughs> I don't know, two years maybe? It's been a minute. That might maybe be longer than two. two years. Might be longer than two years. Um, what was the last one, Thracia? The right? last one was Thracia. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm looking on my phone quickly right now. Uh, May 29th, 2017. Holy shit, almost three years. Yeah. Wow. Almost three years. Okay, and we're kind of going consecutive, because we did FE4 and then FE5, and now we're doing FE6. Yeah. Guys, we we did telly. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) One day, one day. We were were talking the other day, Darren, about what we think we're going to do about that, but that's something we'll have to talk about as a crew. But today, we are, are doing our Fire Emblem 6... The Binding Blade Retrospective. It's Woo! been, well, the retrospective hasn't been too long in the making, but a new retrospective has been. So this is one, for those of you who are new listeners and, and maybe haven't listened to some of the old episodes, we are devoting this entire episode to breaking down our thoughts and, and analyzing Fire Emblem 6, how we feel about it, and to start things off, if you guys Oh, and if you're hear, a neophyte to Fire Emblem, that's the one with Roy in it. True. <laughs> So one with Roy. Uh, Elliewood and Roy are different characters. If you come from Smash Brothers, uh, this is Red Marth. Yeah, Red Marth. (laughs) Um, But not related to Marth. That's the important distinction. No, No, true, true, true. It's the one who's up, he can kill at zero. What the hell? (laughs) He might be. He might be. (laughs) But uh, we're going to be running down our thoughts on Fire Emblem 6. But first, we're going to talk about our draft picks. Um... You guys don't know what a draft is. I'll summarize that very quickly. A draft is when we have five of us here, so we used a random number generator to figure out turn order, and we picked units, and we can only use the units that we picked. So the way it works generally, 100% of the time really, first two or three picks you get are, that you get are going to be pretty top-tier units usually. Then in particular, with the case of Fire Emblem 6, uh, the rest of them are shitters that don't do anything. <laughs> yeah that's that's why we're (laughs) fe6 has it bad but the marth games have it even worse so we're thinking about other options for those we're thinking about other options uh however i do want to announce very quickly um i'm not going to say what exactly we're doing but i'm thinking the next episode of emblem cast uh we are going to be drafting 
Fire Emblem Eight Sacred Stones, and we're going to be doing that. It's a very fun as, twist. Yeah, we're we're going to be doing, doing that as our next ret- retrospective. We're doing something fun. We'll we'll wait until the episode to tell you, but uh, it's not something I have ever seen done before. So I I'm really excited. I think it'll be interesting, yeah. and I think it'll be doable just because of I, that I mean, game. It's it's Sacred Stones. That's why we're putting a twist to it because yeah, you I've, don't want to see. And it's an Emblem Cast original format. <laughs> It's true. Cool. I, don't, it I, don't, true. I don't even know what we're doing. I apparently missed an entire. I know. I missed. <laughs> I, I missed this. I missed out we on this too. This. But I, I checked. I checked in the pins and secret layer, and it's it was there from like January. Yeah, it was. Um, it was some random off thing that we talked about, but we're actually gonna do it. Yeah, I didn't even read it <laughs> until yesterday. <laughs> oh, by the way, before we get into this, uh, can can I get a drum roll, guys? Don't actually, because it'll probably no. clip the mics. No. But, yeah, I was uh, gonna say. <laughs> what are you this... talking about? I can hear a drum roll. It's going. Right <laughs> I know. I know. True. Thank you, editor Darren. Darren, uh, you're doing a great job on those drums. I didn't know you played. Yeah, <laughs> I set right behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, uh, for those who tuned into the stream this weekend on recording, not when it goes up, I I made Emblemcast and perhaps internet history yesterday. Uh, I guess technically this morning, um, I finished a draft. I beat it. And I got the true ending, which was actually the first time I've gotten the true ending to FE6. Uh, is the first time I played it, I accidentally missed out on one of the guided chapters. We'll get into all that later, but we're going to start things off by going over our draft runs. Does anyone want to go first? I would love to go first. Go yeah, why don't you go first then, Hustler? Right. And I would it. also, before I get into it, like to note that we have now, as an Emblem cast, come completely full circle. Because in the very first episode, Devin mentioned beating FE6, but not getting the true ending. That's true. Now, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Five, six? Five years? Many years later. Four years. Four years. Four years. A little okay. over Too many. Too, Too many, many years. years. Half a decade later. Nearly. All right. So um, there should hopefully be a link to our draft picks in the description so you can follow along with us. There's also, Devin's going to put up an Im- Imgur album of like uh, all of our unit stats so you can see if you want to follow along. They should be in the description. Uh, and they're also available on our Discord if you want to come join us. So, yeah, it's great. We have a lot of fun. And uh, it announces the streaming so you're never caught off guard. Uh, so our split pick, uh, based on the Ilya versus Sakai choice, left me with Juno, um, who did not do very much, um, as is often the case with Juno. She basically had a lot of move. I gave her, you know, whatever fucking Iron Lance or Axe Reaver or whatever. And occasionally when I needed, like, 15 damage off of something, I could send her in and she could do that. That, that was basically her job. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> there wasn't much to it. Tate, however... Very important. She was my uh, one of my two high move characters and my only flyer for a massive part of the game. Uh, if you look at her stats, it's not that impressive. Fe six kind of does that interestingly, because like Fe seven, you can get Florina and she'll just be like the best character on your team forever. Because um, she'll have high stats, she'll have high move, she'll just be running around doing whatever. Fe and six and bonuses most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fe six though the Pegasuses, Peg- whatever, they uh, are not resting on their stat laurels so much they tend to have high speed my tate certainly did um but her big role was move she could go in she could trade equip she could rescue people that's a big one when everyone is so frail in the early game um she was a great utility unit uh, for the most part although eventually in the mid game she could attack pretty well then her strength kind of fell off maltlet helped but 
she she definitely dropped down. So for someone who did not, did you play on yeah. normal or hard? I played on normal because okay. I don't hate myself, and I would have to hate myself to play the first seven chapters on hard. <laughs> yes, you would. Yes, you would. I think I al- we'll get into that. Yeah. I also did once, like years ago, and I got past chapter seven and realized I was locked out of the true ending, and I I never wanted to go through that again. So I played on normal. Yes. So if you want to call me a baby for it, that's fine. But I was just curious I in reference of a two... hard mode bonus since you had a couple of those that you could have had. Well, actually, I think maybe just yeah. one. Um, I think Echidna uh, Green, maybe. Fear? Uh, Echidna doesn't get it. Fear? Uh, fear yeah, Fear yeah, does, her... but she has hard mode bonuses, but you'll get to that. Fear is actually a great person to talk about next, because um, speaking of those first seven chapters, they're awful and hard, and I didn't realize that I had to keep Noah alive to get her, so I didn't. And by the time it was time to recruit Fur, I would have had to jump back like eight chapters, so I just didn't. Yeah. So Fur is dead. She is the blood sacrifice um, on the pyre that is my FE6 run. <laughs> Moving on. Alan. Alan was amazing. You know, as you might expect. He was there right in the early game. He had all the move. He had all the strength. He had all the defense. Reliably, basically, after like a few chapters of getting him up to speed, you could just send him in anywhere and he would be absolutely fine. He got berserked sometimes and it didn't even matter because he just like charged through the enemy. Um, at least when he was far enough away from everyone else. But he usually was, because he had a horse, and a lot of the rest didn't. So he was great. Zealot's uh, nice in the early game. He's basically another Marcus. Um, He may or may not have even been slightly better, I'm not even sure. But I kept deploying him pretty late into the game, because I didn't have a lot of units. You know, he was just kind of doing his job, whatever. Echidna, though, was a lot more fun. She got uh, pretty good stats. I gave her armads pretty early uh, because you can, you know, hand axe spam. She was another unit that I could just like send to like conquer a part of the map, and she would basically be fine. The green was about that good um, in terms of offensive output, but because she's an archer, you had to be a lot more careful there. But she was solid. She and Echidna were just sort of solid throughout the whole game not super impressive but not letting me down either i think uh, this is something we'll, we'll get into a little bit later but i i think in particular green has really good stats uh just just on bases and everything but i think bows are pretty solid in fe6 probably the best in the gba trilogy i don't know if you guys agree or disagree i think it's more the users just because you have units like shin that exist well it's the it's yeah. the users but also uh fe6 wyverns late game fans. is filled yeah. with wyverns so having that bow utility is, is nice mm-hmm. i mean also being best best bow game for the gbas is a very low bar well, that's, yeah. To, yeah. To get over. <laughs> that's very true <laughs> Um, but it also helped, like, on hard mode especially, the harder the game is, the more chip damage matters, because it's less likely that you're just going to be one-ramming everything. Um, now I'm going to skip my next pick and talk about her last, uh, because Yodel was just, like, a staff bot in the late game, whatever, and Barth, um, I literally forgot I drafted until, like, ten chapters later, um, so I sent him to his death. Rip Barth. Um, because I thought it'd be fun, Yeah. So I, I did not. I will. I have to admit that I failed the Barth resistance challenge, where you try to get his res up to cap. Didn't um, even try. He has a two percent growth. <laughs> you got that. So you got so intimidated by the challenge, you couldn't even bring yourself to use him. It's true, but more importantly, le le pièce de résistance, Sophia, who I'm not exaggerating, 
was probably the MVP of my entire run. Now, Sophia, for those of you who are less familiar with FE6, is a terrible unit. She is just god-awful. She gets doubled by, like, everything. You have to keep her alive in her join chapter, and it's just painful. She's another one of those units that suffers from low con, and dark magic is really heavy, so she has just, like, horrible de facto attack speed. And then her actual speed at base is not great either. Her growth is, like, not super impressive. She sort of comes from the archetype of those Esk units who start out really bad, but then you baby them up to get really good. But her growths are honestly not that impressive. Usually, if you... Well, actually, I, I don't know how, if that I can say usually, because I don't know how many people ever bother to put in the time to get Sophia up to high level. Um, but her averages are not that impressive. She is definitely not worth the investment, normally. However, mine was super blessed. Uh, like, it was amazing. She was surprisingly very easy to get up to being good. She was dead weight basically, for um, her join chapter, Arcadia, which is notorious in and of itself. And then, sort of about halfway into the Gaiden chapter afterwards, towards the end, she started being, like, a decent unit. Like, not amazing, but, you know, she could one-round something. She could, you know, double some things ever, not get doubled. I had to give her a body ring to help with the con, uh, but, you know, that's how it goes. And then after that, she just spiraled. She was one-rounding things, like, from a few chapters after she joined until the end of the game. She was just amazing. Uh, you know, her speed kept going up, her magic kept going up, and it's got a really high cap for druids, um, so her damage output was insane. And then, of course, once we reached Bootsland, she got onto that and kept carrying everything. Sophia was a highlight. Uh, I never thought I would say this, but I truly enjoyed using her. This run I feel like this is uh, not what you were expecting going into it, judging by how you yeah. were speaking about this in the draft. You were kind of like a, ugh, I'm stuck with her. Oh, man. And uh, I'm yeah. glad to hear that it turned out to be a much more enjoyable experience than what uh, probably everyone had thought. Exactly. Um, and I think when Keegan gets to talking about Wendy, that'll Ooh, be a useful boy. contrast in mm. terms of risk versus war. Oh, but those are two boy. famously terrible FE6 units. Um, and in my case, at least, you know, the, the babying for a couple chapters wasn't fun, and I never expected it to be. But after that, she really put in the work. Uh, so yeah, that is my FE6 draft team. I did play on normal, so, you know, performance should be adjusted accordingly. But I also didn't get hard mode bonuses, so... Um, Tate, you know, might have been better in that context. But it was pretty smooth. Uh, and the mid-game kind of sucked for, uh, I think it was chapter 16. Um, people the mid-game kind of sucks. My people had a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 But we'll, we'll get into that more in the third segment. Uh, yeah. But my team, <laughs> there it is. Uh, you know, check the Imager album for their specific stats. But, you know, broadly speaking, good and bad. Uh, highlights were Sophia, Alan... Tate for utility. Echidna and Agreen were sort of, you know, mid-level competent. Barth and Fern were never deployed once. Um, and Yodel was a nice staff bot. So there you go. There you go. Rip fur. Yep. All right. How, would anyone like to go next? Hey, I guess I can go next since we were talking about contrasting our uh, our trash experiences between That's me and true. Why don't, why don't you start with Wendy then? Uh, no, also, we're, we're, we'll, we're going to save the worst big for last. Bad. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking, Keegan, you should throw a disclaimer, because you played on hard, yes, correct? Yes, I did yes. play this, on hard mode. This might be part of the different experience that you and Husser had with your uh, 
controversial units. It mm. plays a uh, role, yeah. but there's still some other substantial problems and advantages that Sophia has that Wendy does not. And sure. I think Sophia is just there. a better unit. Yes. Even though she has a I, yeah. later join time, just Shaman is a way better class than Knight. Per, yeah, just preliminary, the TLDR of it is, if you're going to suffer through one of the trash units, pick Sophia. You, you're going to hate it a little less, and the unit that you get at the end of it is going to be better than the unit that you get at the end of training yeah, Wendy yeah. by a Definitely. mile. So, um, so uh, to start with our split pick, I got Juno because I went to Ilya. I actually forgot I had her, even though in her join <laughs> chapter, I was like, oh, cool. Another flyer. Flyers are cool to have. Second one's cool. And I uh, never deployed her for no real good reason either. <laughs> nice. I had plenty of chapter Oof. deployment slots where uh, having an extra flyer would have been nice, and I just didn't for some stupid reason. So rip Juno, she could have been useful, but uh, I forgot. But uh, speaking of flyers, uh, I picked Shanna for my first pick on the other hand, and that was it was a bit of a bold first pick because Shanna's not good enough to carry early game hard mode. But uh, with you, what you'll see with the rest of my picks, I stacked a lot of my team to early hard mode. My latest join is Gonzalez, and that's like chapter 11. So I had most all of my team by the time I hit like the hardest chapters of the early game. So um, with Shanna, I got a little bit lucky. She got a couple of good strength levels early up, which early on, which helped her uh, contribute more in combat early on, which then snowballed into her getting more levels. Obviously, like Huster said when he was talking about with Tate, like flyer utility is flyer utility. Having a unit I could rely to just send places and be able to do things, even if it wasn't direct combat, was just nice to have. So, Shanna did pretty well. I think when I looked at mine, I think my Shanna has more strength than uh, Husser's Tate. I think mine ended up it with, does. like... Yeah, mine ended up with, like, a 20 at the end of it, which was really surprising, because... Yeah, mine only is 17. Because, like I was saying, she had a lot of her strength front-loaded. Like, I got a good, like, chunk of early level-ups for strength, and then she kind of just stopped until a little bit after she promoted. She got, like, a couple of random ones in there. Basically had a normal strength growth for Shanna. But she just kind of quietly ended with 20 strength, and I didn't even really realize that that was, like, a lot. I just kind of rolled with it. But yeah, Shanna did pretty well. Um, and then my next pick was Noah. Noah basically just did what any paladin would do. He was just my frontline problem solver. If I had some sort of large group of enemies that was far enough away, he just went in and took care of them. Just did reliable cavalier things. He wasn't super flashy about it. He just kind of did his job, did his job pretty well. He also did a lot of boss killing for me in a lot of situations because uh, some of my other like really strong powerhouses had problems with hitting things with thrones, which I'll get to once I get there. <laughs> yeah, had problems with hitting in general and hitting against thrones is even worse. So in a oh, lot yeah. of cases, I was either using Noah or Shanna just because they had reliable hit rates and then like killer weapons and stuff would tend to do the trick killer or silver something like that brave so yeah just super reliable solid problem solver kind of unit Saul I mean there's not really much to talk about with him he's staff bought out of 10 he was very nice to have a healer early on especially for some of those really annoying early chapters like uh chapter seven's a big annoying one to have and having someone who I could just fall back units to, to heal them instead of having to spam vulneraries the whole chapter was really nice and then um Later staff utility with stuff like sleep and berserk and physic and all those fun, interesting toys were really nice to just have. I tried to get his light rank up as high as I could because I wanted to see if I could even get him to use the light tome. I think I got him to like halfway through B and that was about it. I tried, but I just it just wasn't going to happen. 
Uh, let's see, Lot is up next. Uh, I I had a playthrough, a separate playthrough of Epi Six I did for fun a while back, and Lot got randomly blessed for some reason. Like he just did really really well. This was also on hard mode too, so I was like, oh, I'll try and use him again. That was kind of fun. That didn't happen the second time. He did well enough in the early game because I was able to get his stats high enough where he could be a reliable soldier killer, which because of how much health they have early on, that's actually a useful trait. You've only got one Marcus, so and I didn't have like Deke to rely on either, so he kind of got to take on that role for killing soldiers, which helped then boost his stats further. Once he promoted, he started to fall out a little. He promoted, he took my first hero crest, I remember right. I don't think I even... No, I didn't need a second hero, but he took my first hero crest. He sort of fell behind a bit, because in axes, I had Gonzalez, who was a better axe user in most all cases. And I did give him bows to use, and eventually worked his bow rank up. But I also had Dorothy, who was better at, like, uh, wyvern killing, which I'll get to her later. Because I have a little bit more to talk about with her. So I, I pumped him with a couple of random stat boosters. Like, he got, like, an energy drop, a speed wings, a drake, a shield, stuff like that towards the end. And that helped, helped keep him viable. But he was... I was I was hoping for a little bit more. Didn't get much out of him, but he he did his job, I guess, and that's really about all I have to say about him. Uh, Lou, on the other hand, I was really surprised by him. I picked him thinking he'd be like some early chip damage for magic, since being able to hit res in those early uh, chapters is pretty nice for some consistent chip damage. And I was thinking he would just be like decent mage after that, but he turned out really, really well. I forgot that you get a um, a guiding ring in like chapter eight or something like that, I believe. So I promoted yeah. I promoted him like right away because I don't even think Saul was level ten yet, and Lou was like well into his teens, and it's like I don't want to wait to promote Saul at ten since I think the next one isn't too far away. I don't remember what chapter it was in off the top of my head, but it was a few chapters away, and it's like I'll I'll delay his promotion if it means Lou doesn't slam up against his level cap, and I can continue to use him more, and. Especially in any of against any of the bosses that weren't like magic users, he was a super reliable boss killer because he was he ended up being fast enough that I could kind of rely on him to dodge, especially during Axe Hell when those berserkers can't hit for shit because axes are terrible in this game. So he was he was a nice boss killer, good magic utility, being able to hit res is fantastic, and he worked as a backup healer too, just in case Saul was busy doing something else more important. But uh, he turned out a lot better than I expected him to. His um, magic, he like I said, it promoted him early. So he had sage promotion bonuses on top of what ended up being probably above average offensive stats. So he kind of just tore through everything for like the first, like the first like five or six chapters after he promoted. Afterwards, he kind of fell back into like normal unit performance. But magic unit was just fantastic to have. Uh, and I drafted Astor after that. He, he was just a thief. I wanted the ability to steal stuff and uh, not suffer through Arcadia longer than I needed to. So, uh, Did you end up, since you had a drafted thief, did yeah. you end up stealing an extra Dragonstone for Faye? I did, yes. I did steal an extra Dragonstone for Nice. Faye. Just because I was like, I kind of want to do it. I didn't end up using it very much. I think I used it like two or three times at most, maybe. But I was just like, I can do it, so I'm going to do it. But yeah. He was understandable. Yeah, he was just thief utility. He actually had some decent combat in um in Western Isles because it's just Axlandia, and he is his offensive bases aren't actually too bad for a thief. He's got like some passable bulk and like eight strength or something like that, which is pretty decent early on. Especially since my only other sword user was Noah and Roy and Marcus. I guess I had more sword users than I thought. Roy doesn't count though because he's Roy. 
So just having <laughs> no, yep. no, Roy does not count for anything. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, no, Roy is. Hey, count. I mean, he's the only unit that can take a hit or two in like the first few chapters. I would disagree. Have... Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Disagree. <laughs> disagree. Disagree. So, uh, so yeah, maybe mine got really defense blessed. Well, I was on normal mode too, which yeah. helped, I'm sure. But like other people were still dying pretty quickly. So yeah, he was a good he had good combat through the Western Isles, then after that he was just relegated to opening chests and stealing stuff. Just just did thief stuff. He was the most durable of the thieves, which is why I picked him. I think the rest were available at the time that I could have done that. So yeah, just thief at a ten. Dorothy Dorothy was a questionable pick. I don't know if I mentioned it while we were doing the draft. I, I'm pretty sure you mentioned I it. I think I yeah. did. I, I know if I didn't mention it during the draft, I mentioned it after. I was like, why the hell did I do that? Because I was just, as I think I wanted, an, my, my thought process was that I wanted an archer specifically for stuff like Chapter 7 because those wyverns are a pain in the ass. You just wanted think, her to complete the pair of Saul and Dorothy. True. That, that was true, too. I did actually <laughs> consider their support. Didn't end up being worth shit, but I did... That did factor in a bit to my choice. So, and I think Sue was already gone by then. So it was between Dorothy and Walt. And I was like, I don't want to use Walt. So I picked Dorothy instead. Because I'm like, I don't think I've ever put her in combat a single time that I've <laughs> ever played FE6. So I'm like, eh, I'll try it out. Turns out she actually has pretty good offensive growths in this game. I think she has like 50, 50, 40 or something like that. Which kind of surprised me. So she ended up being like a pretty decent like player figures glass cannon i mean she still suffers all the problems that archers do and probably even worse because she is made of wet tissue paper like i think um she had eight in both of her defensive stats in the last chapter of the game oh nice yeah yeah she had 43 hp which meant that she could take maybe two hits if she was lucky but uh that's that's about all i got out of her but you know she didn't want to be taking hits really anyway just by the nature of being a sniper she uh she capped strength very quickly in p- due in part to the fact that her strength cap is only twenty three, so it didn't take her very long to get there. And like I said, she has um a uh, yeah fifty percent growth and then forty five in skill and speed, and her base of five. So she she was able to do her initial job that I recruited her for, which was shooting wyverns. And then uh, after that, she actually had some pretty good decent player player phase combat, which kind of surprised me. So, yeah, Dorothy's not as bad as I expected for what I was expecting. And then um, the last good unit I get to talk about is Gonzalez. I love using Gonzalez. As much as I will talk shit about how terrible axes are, and Gonzalez is really the embodiment of everything that makes axes a pain in the ass to use. This man has, like, zero skill, effectively. His skill base is, like, five, and I think his growth is, like, 15%. So... For, though for some weird miracle, mine actually gained a substantial amount of skill. He ended at level 15 with 21. I don't know what the hell happened, honestly. He gets a lot from promotion, but that's still, like... He's still got, like, eight skill levels, which is insane. Just And then you would think, maybe that helps axe hit rates. No. No, it doesn't. Axe hit rates still fucking suck. And... He, like, looking at his stats, because he capped out his strength, he's really fast with 27 speed, so you'd think he'd be a decent boss killer, but then axes are axes. So, he was really just kind of relegated to killing things that weren't on thrones, which he did really, really well. But, uh, for boss killing, I think he maybe killed, like, one or two, and it's just because there were generals with lances equipped, so his hit rate was slightly above 50%, so I was like, eh, I'll see if you'll crit him, and then he would 
But uh, yeah, he's he's fun to use, even though he's uh, he really is kind of infuriating because you kind of have to spin the wheel and flip the coin basically every time you have to use him in combat. <sighs> and last and certainly least was oh, uh, man. God, this was a mistake. This was a fucking <laughs> mistake, man. This sucks. All right. Was it as bad as Marty? Uh, worse than Marty. Worse than Marty. Ooh. Marty at wow. least has scrolls and the fact that your stat caps are super low. And, like, yeah. I babied the shit out of him, and then he became really, really, really good. He basically became, like, a second um, second Dagdar, which I also had recruited. So mm-hmm. just having a, a – basically, he ended up being a better clone of him. Having that level of a unit to be a problem solver was great. And it really just took, like, one chapter of Arena Abuse. This game, it, it blows my mind how much they stack the odds against Wendy. So she starts in the worst class in the game, pretty much bar none. Really, only archers compare. But armor knights are fucking terrible. She, uh... Gotta get those general promo bonuses, though, just like we talked about yeah. when we did the draft. <laughs> Didn't help. Didn't help. Her base stats are hilariously bad. She has four strength and uh, 19 HP and eight defense by chapter eight, which is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Barth joins with like way more defense and HP, and he's still terrible because he can't hit worth a shit because his skill is terrible. His strength isn't even high enough to be worth it. And he's obviously slow because he's an armor knight, which means he's obviously going to be terrible. And her base speed is three. And maybe you'd think, maybe she has good growths. No. No, her growths suck. 40% in all of her offensive growths, and only 30% in defense for an armor knight is kind of just a disgrace when you start off with such a terrible start. So I forced myself, and I babied her through basically the entire chapter 8. I think she was like almost level 10 by the time I finished it. That's how much I babied her. And it didn't help. It didn't really help. She spent, like, the next probably at least four chapters being terrible. Being dead weight, being stuck behind everyone, and being incapable of contributing in combat. By the time she finally promoted in Arcadia, her stats were actually not bad for the time. Because, again, like we said, general promotion bonuses are actually pretty good. So that's small credit where it's due. For a couple of chapters after that, when her movement was slightly better, and she could keep up with the rest of my my mostly infantry units, she was very whelming. She was very okay. And then uh, I just... She fell behind again and again, because of course she did, especially when I had units like Noah solving all of my problems with that extra three move per turn on her. She ended up lagging behind so much that the advantage that she got from promotion bonuses just went away. And uh, she became mediocre again. That was just... I kept deploying her just because I had her, and she wasn't, like, useless. But it was it was a miserable experience to get her to where she was, and it wasn't even worth it. Fuck Wendy, man. Never doing it again. That was a mistake. Wow. I don't know, man. What if you end up with Amelia in FE8? I would rather use Amelia. I've used Amelia before. Amelia's m- more fun to use than Wendy. Yeah, I guess when the enemies are made of tissue paper, even on hard, yeah. it's not as bad to be so and, you know, defensibly. And, you know, I don't also, go Also, maps knight, are smaller in yeah. FE8, and I so don't go armors knight are... Wendy, or I don't go knight Amelia yeah. because I don't hate myself. So at least mm-hmm. in 
the you nine mean, levels. General Wendy. You get what a, are you talking about? No. Because at least with Amelia, in nine levels, you get a shitty cavalier. And that's better than a shitty armor knight. True. I might even. But you understand. go great knight, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I make the smart Also be- better than a shitty armor knight, it turns out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> shitty it is. Shitty druid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have rather had Sophia. By a mile. Like, wow. Yeah, with all of that put in perspective, like, I feel like Sophia is way, way, way better as a unit than Wendy. I, like, I, so. they're, I they're to, usually so close to each I, other on the tier list because they're pressed yeah, down at the that bottom. Mean, yeah, those are usually, like, bottom two units. It's usually Wendy, then Sophia. Yeah. But well, I, you're forgetting I, about number three, who I think is also not as, probably not as good as Sophia, but Sheffin will have to cover that one. Oh. Oh Her? yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um Her. <laughs> But yeah, the gap between Sophia and Wendy is actually pretty substantial. Like sure they might be placed next to each other in tier lists right at the bottom whenever people do them, but she is definitively substantially okay. worse than Sophia. And I cannot well, stress that enough. Do not suck, touch this stupid woman. Knights knights are awful. And as as I was saying before, I can't I don't even. I'd have to think for this on a while. And what game knights are and you know, generals are the best in. But uh, knights are particularly bad in FE6 because the enemies are so strong, and, and also because it's got a little bit of that Kaga era remnants left over, where the maps are particularly giant. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, having low move is, stuff, is really not of some nice. Kaga era stuff. I didn't even talk about some of the worst parts about Wendy. That almost feels like a slap in the face. So a mm-hmm. unit like her, you'd want to take just, like, arena abuse. That's a logical thing you would do, right? If you're going to force mm-hmm. yourself to use it, throw her in the arena for a little bit. The The arena was in the chapter before she joins. Right, Because yeah. they really just wanted to laugh in your face for using Wendy. And then right after that, that's when Axe Hell starts. So when you're True. dealing with Wendy with god-awful stats and bases, and then on top of that, go ahead and throw Weapon Triangle Disadvantage and being doubled on top of that. Just... Just in, just to icing on the cake. It's hilarious Yay. how much this game hates Wendy. And I do too. <laughs> I'm done. Rant over. It's really interesting. Actually, her it's name like, is Gwendolyn now, by true, the way. You're not is. respecting the canon. Almost any, like Sophia proves this especially, almost any bad fireable unit, if you baby them and give them enough personal attention, they can still be a valuable part of your team. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, they're low tier because the investment they require does not measure up to the ultimate performance, you know? Right, right. It's not worth it, quote unquote. But Wendy really seems special in that not only is she just not worth it, but she's like, the end result is still pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the, I went through probably way more chapters of babying than you did, because like I said, it probably took me about three or four chapters before she became like passable, before me putting her in combat wasn't just to hope that her next level up was slightly better. It was <laughs> not worth it. <coughs> and that was with rigging her, right? Yes. That was with unapologetically rigging her. I rigged so many of those early levels in chapter 8. She left with like ridiculous above average stats. And that was it wasn't enough cuz I thought maybe if I just jack her stats up enough, I'll just have a giant juggernaut. No. I won't. So that means that, like, even if you hacked FE6 to give her, like, Carol's growths or something, she still wouldn't be good. 
I wouldn't even. Yeah, no, I wouldn't even call her good it's because a lot of it's the yeah, class. It, yeah, yeah. Armor fucking sucks. Yeah, so I'm much. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of these those general lovers out there because I know there's a all lot. All two of you. Of you. <laughs> no, there's a lot, dude. People love general, especially yeah. in the GBA games, just because they like the the animations, which I, I, I say they yeah. have get some it, pretty man. Yeah, yeah. In these games. yeah. Uh, credit yeah. where it's due. When I did watch well, her like animations, Osmond's they were usable. Yeah, that's well, Osmond has quite good bases. Osmond has really good bases from when he joins. Osmond's I quite mean, even Boris in this game has good availability. Yeah, like well, we'll get into Boris. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into him. And Wendy has pink hair. You didn't even, uh, Huster. You didn't really mention Barth. Well, it's because <laughs> he forgot go. about him. He that's because oh, I that's right. That's that right. I drafted him. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Have you seen? By the way, th- this is an old video now, but there's a video with like uh, trying to get Res level up Wait, on Barth he, every single time. He or also something talked like about that. Did you? Yes. Devin, were you like having a stroke while I No, was my internet was cutting out. My internet was cutting out at <laughs> okay. points, so I think I must have missed that part. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh All right, so before I start ranting again, who's next? Yeah. Um Chef, do you want to go just so we can get into Kath? Now that uh, we have the, the sure, bottom three. Yeah. Can sort of just go through my draft order here. I'm just I sort of try to vaguely remember everything since <laughs> I completed since you this a while beat the ago. game three months ago. Right. Yeah, and then 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 proceeded to play Persona Persona Five R yeah. in the meantime. So yeah. <laughs> I'm right. I've taken up Which a lot you also of my beat three months power. ago, even though it wasn't out then. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. The Japanese version. Yeah, yeah true. It it, it really consumed no, a lot of brain no, no. power. He, bought so, the, he got yeah. the English version, but in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how good. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So I'm just gonna go down the list here. So Juno, she actually had a very important role since I did not draft any other flyer. She was how I accessed the secret shop oh, yeah. for the late game. Yes. I was going to say, I didn't <laughs> yeah, think any of us had that problem. But I remember when I went there, I was like, I wonder if anyone has to warp here. I wonder if anyone oh, had Darren? to warp Oh, well, I'm looking at Darren. Oh, he no, Darren had Zeiss. Okay. He had Zeiss, yeah. He had Zeiss, yeah. yeah. I was the only one without a fire, so I, I had to, So <laughs> that was Juno's main contribution, is accessing the secret shop to get me all the boltings and stat boosters and boots I needed. Very did important you did if she was the really Delphi your only flyer, there? did she help you with other utility stuff? No, because it was it it was too late by the time she yeah, joined. Yeah, it's, it's at the point. Yeah, because yeah. so you get her, she's pretty much useless in her joint chapter. Yeah, and then the chapter after is the secret shop, and it's like all right, time to boot up. Then after that, Zephyr's castle flyer doesn't matter there. Yeah, and then and then chapter after that, you skip that. Just yeah, skip that, and then just climbing the tower yeah she but hey she accessed the secret shop mvp she bought some boots <laughs> she she bought a lot of stuff she bought a because lot of also stuff. also because since i didn't have a flyer you know that one chapter where you you start it's just after you i guess recruit douglas and do the saint tower and whatnot oh yeah, yeah you have to like you have to like either go around or fly through a bunch of ballistas over an ocean to seize a castle. Oh, yeah. But if you yeah, wait see. long enough, then you the, the path just arises. Since I didn't have a flyer, it, it was just easy. It, it was technically faster for me to just sit, stand at the arena and, and just use the arena like so many times per chapter. Yeah. Wait for the land to rise, then cross instead of going around. Yeah, that was what I ended up really... doing, even though I could have. I was just, I was, I wanted to take the opportunity to try and like get Saul's light rank up. So I was like, I'll just throw him in the arena for the next six turns and just hang out. Yeah. 
I couldn't arena abuse at all because I didn't have a healer until Yodel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, actually, I say that. Once I promoted Sophia, her magic was so high that even with her abysmal staff rank, she was actually a pretty good healer. Yeah. But that wasn't for a while. Yeah, yeah, you're still (laughs) without a healer for, like, over half of the game. Yep. Then then I had Lance. Lance, you know, MVP, does the cap thing. Was pretty much the best unit from start to finish. Since <laughs> join our, when you early when you when you're one of the few competent units early game, and then you cut the amount of fodder units that can just chip stuff, you gain XP really quickly. Oh yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he 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 was he was level twenty by the time he got the night crash. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right. I guess he didn't have a ton of other like yeah. early units for the first like yeah, seven chapters. Alan, Alan too, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> just... yeah, for legit the first eight chapters, it was it's legit just Roy. It was you know Roy. Granted, I had a very good Roy, but still. And then Marcus, you know, Marcus still good. Yeah. Ellen and Lance. So, Roy capped out at twenty pretty quickly, and you know Marcus had the slow XP gain. So then it's just like all right, I guess I'll just feed all these kills to Lance. And then fed them I did. <laughs> See, then uh, Lolina. Lolina was. Lolina's Lilina, yeah, always fun. Sorry, when you using. Especially when you have the idea of going for the bolting at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bolting memes. And, bolting Chris. Yeah, it's one of the things like magic. Magic in FE6 is technically the best it's ever been in the GBA games mm-hmm. because all the tomes are super light. Even Elfire is only four weight. Yeah, unless you're I'm, like a when... dark magic user, you really don't get weighed down by anything. Except also, like the Air, Air Caliber has a lot of utility. Yeah. It has a lot of utility. Yeah. It also only weighs one, but even the dark tomes in FE6, like even Nosferatu weighs six in FE6, which is like. That's not really a whole lot. Yeah, no, that's compared compared to FE seven and FE eight, where it weighs fourteen. Right, like, something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah, the t- and bolting, which normally weighs twenty, like the max in FE six, only weighs ten. The magic's like super lightweight, but then you realize, oh man, all the magic users kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, there's no really good yep. standout magic user in this game, which is really disappointing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, well, well they they rectified the hell out of that in FE seven. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, Lilian was fun. Got the Roy support, and so then that's where it helped damage. And after enough babying, just started bolting, sniping all the bosses <laughs> in the end. That was always fun. Oh yeah. Uh, then Ellen, Ellen, I drafted solely because just early game drafts are a pain if you don't draft the first healer. Yeah. Or for literally any game, if you don't have the healer yes. at the start, it just be you just lose so many turns just like, you know, I need to stop and pop like seven vulneraries here. Right. Like how many how many vulneraries did you use, officer, throughout your game? Uh all of them. All- <laughs> like li- literally <laughs> literally in my convoy at the end, like I didn't buy a lot, granted, I mostly like used what came. Actually that's not true. I did buy a lot. I bought a lot and at the end in my convoy there was like three vulneraries and that was it. Yeah, do you think you used over fifty vulneraries? I think that is very likely. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I knew that would would happen if I didn't draft Ellen, and I was like, man, that doesn't sound fun. So then I just drafted Ellen. Yeah. And normally the big big problem with Ellen, you know, the whole staff rank, uh, is super slow to raise because it's it's fifty uses per per staff rank, which is a lot. 
in normal play, but in a draft play, it's like, oh, that's he'll easily, that's only spend, a few he'll easily spend an extra 50 turns yeah. in here. Oh, yeah. Trying to get up. Especially when she so, starts yeah. the second chapter in the game, and she's really your only healer until, like, what? Hugh, I guess? Nime? Yeah. Uh... Actually, I've promoted Lulina before. Oh, right, yeah. I forgot, you had, I forgot about <laughs> so, Lulina. Yeah, but even then, Lulina, East Dave's sad. Yeah. No physic. Yeah, so Ellen, great healer. Klein, great sniper. Yeah, I gave him speed wings, and then pretty much with the killer bow and brave bow, killed everything I needed him to kill. Saw it all around. Uh, OJ, Mr. Armor Slayer. Uh, he, he helped feed kills to Lulina. Good job. And then... I kind of just dropped him because I drafted Bartray, who I was going to have used the S-rank axe, and I was still using Marcus, so I had Marcus S-rank swords for Dur- to use Durandal, and then that wow. just sort of left OJ with nothing, so then, yeah, OJ just sort of faded into the background. <laughs> I It was nice to help Lelina, and his armor slayer was very useful. Oh yeah, very useful for the armor slayer. <laughs> See, Big contribution. Uh, pretty much just ha- I-, I gave her like four angelic robes. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I just had her Nasra I just had her tank a lot of enemies <laughs> later on. That's that's about right. It's, it, she had like she had like no defense, but you know when like fifty HP, it you recover really... it all back with Nasratu. Yeah. It, it, it adds up real quick. Uh, Hugh, uh, he he sucked, but he's also my baby, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, I, I, you spend the 10k on him? I, I I spent I spent I paid the full amount for him. <laughs> got all the stats. I got all the stats for what little they were worth. <laughs> but he 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 used that S rank anima tome for Blaze very well. Really, you didn't give it to Lolina? No, she was bolting. Oh yeah, yeah, fair. Bol- bolting is its own legendary <laughs> weapon. <laughs> he then bar- yeah, I like Hughes' design. Yeah, it, um, he's yeah, another he's, FP6 unit that comes in, seems like he's going to be kind of cool, and then is bad. Yeah, it's not a fort, especially when he could have had hard mode bonuses, but no. See, then uh, Bartray, uh, uh, he smacked things with an axe. It was very nice. <laughs> Smack him good. I don't know. He like, he, like, capped strength, like, super quickly. That sounds about like Bartray. But he, I think he finished with, like, 11 speed. And then I just, <laughs> that also sounds I just didn't, about like Bartray. I just, I just didn't feel like investing speed wings into him because, granted, I was also putting money into energy rings to give to market. <laughs> but, you know, some, so, someone, uh, some some investments were better than others. <laughs> See, and then there was... Then Kath. Kath was sad. <laughs> I, I even got her... I even, like, wiggled... Wiggled, wiggled, and RNG abused her strength up, and I only got it to eleven <laughs> when she cast. I love how it's like only eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's only eleven, but she also casts that super quick because thief thief exp is super, super fast. Oh yeah, yeah, because Astor hit capped yeah, she, super quick for me. Yeah, I think she was capped out by Arcadia. Which Jesus. Like, no, I believe it. Yeah, and then then it was after that. Then I realized, oh man, I was so focused on. Rigging her strength, I forgot to rig her HP and, and defense. And, <laughs> and she had like twenty, she had like twenty-seven HP and three defense. The three defense. It, <laughs> it was like, I mean, yeah, cap speed and luck, but at what cost? Man. Yeah, and then and then the the biggest slap in the face after everything, 
She didn't even have C swords. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, because she starts with E swords. God. Straight E. And it's like, can't even use a killing edge. <laughs> I mean, she's she stole stuff, but... Man. That's disappointing. It, it was it Cass, was depressing. Cass is a dog shit unit. I think... So would you agree with what I was saying earlier? Would you say that she's worth worse than Sophia? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Even with, like... Thief, you, stealing is worth a fair bit. Like, I missed it a lot. Like, I had Chad to open um, chests. Yeah, I mean, there, but, it, but it's one of those things, like, there's no, not that it matters that much. Thief utility is nice. There's no promotion for thieves in this game. That would come in FE7. And Astar, in particular, and Chad are just better availability and so much better. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. when when you could say that for literally every mage against Sophia, mm -hmm. it's more of just, there's no... There's there's no speed check needed for stealing in FE6, and there's also is a there lot. not? I, okay, yeah, I, no, I there's no, there's no speed that. check. There is no speed check needed. So was that introduced just, in seven then? That was introduced in seven. Yeah. So do we uh, factor in stealing lockpicks from her mm -hmm. in her utility? Because sure. I think she's very good for that. That's yeah, true. I mean, that's, I killed that, her immediately, like so I wouldn't have boots. to deal with thieves for the rest of the game. Add up over the course of the yeah, game. I did too. Because I didn't have a drafted thief, so I didn't really need All that. right, fair enough. Devin, it's just down to you and I. All right, Darren. You want me to go, or do you want to go? It's time to talk about Team Edgelord. Yeah, I think so. <sighs> the time has come, and so have I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also a reference to Devil May Cry 4 <laughs> and Edgelords. So I went... Uh, I guess I'm the first person to talk you went about Dan, Path, right? Uh, yeah, Dan. Yeah, who, so it's uh, us. I mean, he's just a worse version of Shin, so why bother, right? Also, fuck Sakai, that path. It's, uh, <laughs> we made choices. The, uh, that's the route we chose. I, I guess there's a reason everyone else went Juno. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, I've actually, I've not. Devin really wanted Sue, <laughs> but was it worth it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Sue was really good. It it was worth it because okay. not not Tate, you know, Tate and Shauna were not available at that point, so it was worth. I think it was worth picking Sue, but God, the the Sakai route is dog shit, and I'm excited whenever the next time I play FE6 is to go Ilya because I've actually the first time I played the game so many years ago I went Sakai because I don't think I knew about it, and uh, so I've never played the Ilya maps. <laughs> They're actually pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Like by that point in the game, your team is like pretty established yeah. so they can yeah. handle what comes at them and pegasus knights uh, are unless it's okay i guess <laughs> yeah pegasus knights with steel steel lances yeah they're just not they're a so, threat so sad yeah, and like what like recon or something yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, thir holding 13 you just lose 10 speed yeah it's so <laughs> just like all of their speed yeah yeah, how how was the K for you, Darren? Should also say you did you did hard mode, right? Yes, I Darren did. did hard mode, which you know, in retrospect, I think was a mistake. <laughs> we'll, yeah. I'll get into this later, but uh, I think my overall enjoyment of Fire Emblem Six has gone down substantially, and I don't think I'm going to touch this game for a good long while after this. I Ooh. feel the same way, and I played we, on we, normal we, mode, so we ruined, I'm excited. We ruined every 6 Keegan, for them. We like, did this it. was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, you, you accomplished it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I've never been the biggest fan of this game. I've always thought it's been a little overrated, but uh, we'll get to that later. You know, FE7... I think Team Edgelord worked out to be a pretty balanced group of fighters. Which surprises mm. me. Uh, which, well, which I think, was surprising I think, um, and fun. I think FE5 was the start of it, wasn't it? 
It might have been five or seven because I know I got like Raven. I think I got Raven and, and those peeps. You and, did get yeah, Raven. Yeah, so did. And he's you, like team captain of Edge Lord. But you yeah. got like Fergus and stuff, and and uh, well, Fergus. And Fergus who, is pretty edgy. Yeah. Who's who's the who's the edgy swordmaster from Five? I That's should know because it's my favorite Shiva. game, huh? Shiva. Yeah, you got Shiva. I think like you, you had yeah. the. Didn't that, you also get Druid? My Theresia playthrough was so much better than this. <laughs> so basically, well, up until the point I got to Rutger and Clarine, this game was nothing but pain. I streamed <laughs> the first five or six chapters of this game which i think was like a four and a half hour stream <laughs> of watching roy and marcus slowly miss and chip away at enemies it was uh really painful especially chapter four because boy there's a lot of enemies in that map and reinforcements in this game <laughs> uh. But uh, once I got Rutger, the game might as well have just showed me credits because hard, more, hard mode Rutger lives up to the hype. He is an absolute monster. He has amazing stats. He is, in my playthrough, a level 40 uh, character. He, he, he maxed out really early. <laughs> like By the time I got to... Uh, Pretty much by the time I was done Arcadia, I would say he was almost... I think he was like a level 16 Swordmaster. Damn. Because wow. this dude was a dodge tank and he could murder everything. He is the edgelord captain for good reason. And by chapter 8, he was level 20 when I got the hero crest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's without ever going to the arena or anything. Jesus. Boom. Do you guys th is he so, the best Swordmaster in the series? He might be. He uh, has to be it, top yeah, 3. Yeah, it's it's between like him and Ryoma. Yeah, he's uh, he's stuff. That's to true. I feel yeah. like Ryoma almost doesn't count <laughs> just because of when you. Well, if, yeah, if you don't count the other competition, then sure, yeah. He's well, okay, you know he's what I mean. Just Ryoma master. is good because Regento. Yeah. Well, his base is incredible. I know his base. Yeah. Whatever. This I mean, is different. Yeah, and then, then like third, yeah. then like third. Uh, I guess the other third would be like Shannon from FE4, but that that's also just yeah. Sword Ooh, Jesus. Yeah, he's fun. Sword yeah. Jesus just murdering everything. True. Rutger's great. Give him an iron sword. He has a hundred percent chance to crit. Why not? You know, <laughs> like that sort of thing. He's he's nuts. Clarine is super amazing. I would not have made it through hard mode without her. I can say that with uh, certainty because staff bot on a horse is amazing. And basically, as soon as I was able to start chapter skipping, I did that shit because holy god, some of these chapters. <laughs> Especially in the route I did, uh, oh, really yeah. drag. Yeah. There's not really a lot more I can say about Clarine because she's like a go-to unit in a lot of people's playthroughs for for good reason. She has a staff and she has a horse. Yep. She's and you she get her what? You get her like you get Same her what? Chapter, one chapter or two chapters after Ellen. So it's one of those things where it's like I I mean why not use her over Ellen at that point? Why not yeah. have a horse? Uh, Shin honestly surprised me i've used shin before on normal playthroughs and he was a solid unit and he's got a cool design and i've always been a fan of the nomads in uh the gba games but my god he was borderline wrecker on a horse <laughs> and he dodge tanked an awful lot he maxed out strength on or right after promotion wow and he was just a beast, and he could take out all the wyverns for me. He had amazing range, and he and Rutger honestly played this game by themselves. 
And I'll get to that in a second, but why I say that, because uh, Zeiss is also a fun unit. He comes at a not the best time, and he takes a lot of babying when you initially get him, but with hard mode bonuses, he became a, a pretty competent Wyvern Lord. Sadly, uh, this is a trend you're going to see with the rest of the roster of Team Edgelord. Hmm. He did die in uh, <laughs> one of the late game chapters. Oh, no. And oh, is at a point, he got berserked and he was on the ocean. <laughs> and it was just at a point where I, I'd, I'd run through the chapter a couple times. And I was like, I, I just, I finally did it. I just, I'm so close to the end. And I know I can beat the game without him. <laughs> as much as I wanted to restart from, I also thought we were recording this a lot sooner. And so I felt a bit more pressured for time. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> so I'm sad to say if, if there was a grave for a uh, graveyard for Team Edgelord, Zeiss would have a place mm. of honor there because he's a flyer in a game that really values flyers. And uh, he did he did good work while he was there. Sounds I like there might be I... sounds like there might be some other graves coming up, though. There's definitely oh. at least a couple others. Oh, no. uh, Geese lived. Geese, Geese lived. lived. Although right. he actually sat on the bench for the end game because I missed the first ocean seal with him. So he was just capped at level 20 for a while. That's and bad. by the time I got the opportunity to promote him, I was like, honestly, I'm just skipping chapters. I got Rutger and Shin, and they could kill everything. I don't really need Geese. So Geese kind of became a, a bench warmer there. He Oof. was fun for a bit. His stats are, they kind of average. He got he had a lot of 16s, which was weird. That is kind of weird. Like he had max out strength at level 20, which was a huge bummer because uh, in hard mode, enemies get a ludicrous amount of hp which makes me really glad my two main guys could crit people because holy crap this game <laughs> throws some tanky enemies at you he's got a cool uh, design he does he's got cool purple hair and i'm down for that uh ray is kind of like the poster boy of edgelord this game because just look at his design he <laughs> likes watching people die he's got problems yeah. <laughs> but uh speaking of watching people die i watched him die in the poison <laughs> caves and i was like on hard mode i could not baby ray uh <laughs> oh he no he almost he did die in the caves but i reset it and i was like no i gotta save ray <laughs> and by the time i got to arcadia a the you know classic fog of war map in the desert great great thank you intelligence systems great map great map uh <laughs> a wyvern lord got him and it kept happening and i was like i don't and i was like just and i didn't think to not just play through the chapter with him turned off and he died and i think the game did me a favor because i didn't have to, to bother because <laughs> he, he was consistently getting doubled by anything and uh, I think that's where if I had played on normal mode, I would have gotten a lot more utility out of him. And a second staff would have been really appreciated because uh, if Rutger or Shin ever got hit, which it didn't happen that often, but it, there was some clutch moments where I needed to rely on them to uh, dodge tank a couple times. And on hard mode, it's scary. Uh, Chad is... I'd argue he's probably the best thief in this game. That is a bold statement. Uh, I'd say, I think Aster, I mean, Chad has the better availability. Aster has 
slightly better. He's got stats. also got like really stupid growth, so he does he really he was yeah. helpful. Yeah. Granted, isn't it also like base three strength? Base yeah. two strength. He's got yeah. you know that that thief yeah. that, that those thief starting stats yeah. <laughs> and no promotion. I actually really wish he could promote because the the early game would have benefited it's, a lot from a tankier Chad. It's very. I mean, this is coming from. I mean, I think all of us were in this position since we didn't you know don't know Japanese and didn't live in Japan. This was the last of the GBA Fire Emblem games that I played. Uh, so seeing that. I mean, it is the first, but seeing that there's no thief promotion, it has, has always been weird to me. A little bit strange. I mean, yeah. it's also because five had it. Yeah, at least. Yeah, five. Had Did five? Yeah. yeah, five and four had it. There's thief and the thief fighter. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's if weird you think of them as pure utility units, it's not that weird. Like dancers don't promote, but F except in they... FE FE five. Well, in FE five, you have a thief that promotes into a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so what we're saying is dancers a, a, pr a promotion class now. That's yes. the way it should right. balance. Should have should have made. I just want to see dancing. Chad dance, dude. I'm not asking a lot. I want to see him do a little jig. But Chad's all right. Chad's all right. He he had he had pretty good stats. He stole a lot. He did that thief shit, and I can't ask for more from him. Garrett, you know, I don't have a lot to say about Garrett because by the time I got him. I didn't really have a place for him because he's an yeah. axe user <laughs> in a game that really hates axes. So I, I he, there was a point by I was trying to use him, and by the time I got to end game, I just stopped deploying him. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I was like, I could use you to to like you know just be a shield for for fucking Roy, but uh, at that point it was. I, he was more likely to die, uh, especially with hard mode. And and Douglas, you know, cool unit, cool cool story around this character, but uh, probably the second best armor unit. Uh, is that low bar? Low yeah. bar. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the bar is so low. Yeah, <laughs> he, at least he gets it, hard mode bonus. Can eat. No, he, he doesn't. Does I want to. I doesn't. No, no. Now they scare no. him out of him because no. he joins you the chapter after. Yeah, as an yeah. ally. Oh, I wanna. Damn, I wanna rank him funny. lower just because he's got that fucking stupid Fe five Dawson. Is that his name? Who's the Who's the armor you have Dol to recruit? Xavier. Xavier Dol syndrome. Dol yeah, Dol That's Dolson's not a, or Xavier's way worse it's, than yeah. Douglas. Yeah. Don't even it's, compare no, that. Yeah. I mean, he's worse, but. Kiting him no, around the map Doug, is so fucking annoying a, in this game. His chapter is general. I, I just feel like people don't talk about how bad that chapter is enough. Because that, that chapter is, sucks. Yeah, that is it's a, really, a terrible chapter. That deserves to be spoken of in the same breath as Arcane. I, I agree. I think I that agree. chapter is awful. It is rough. I've always hated uh, that chapter yeah. more than Arcane. And the, cha and, and the, and the guided chapter with Douglas. With the sleep staves and the silent staves and the fucking berserk staves. Oh my non -issue god. Non-issue if you just skip it. I, I can't I can't hear you over all my restore staff. <laughs> I can't hear you over my warp skip. <laughs> that too. Sorry, sir. I didn't yeah. have an A rank staff user at That's that point. That's not yeah. my fault. I didn't have Honestly, a staff user at that point. Yeah. Honestly, without the warp skip, <laughs> Team Edgelord would have fallen apart. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was it was a glass cannon team. <laughs> did you did you hammer in the warp staff? Of course. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had two chapters I had to beat. <laughs> you had a game to beat. What, you think five warp uses is enough for this game? Hell no. no. Did you use all the hammer and uses on it? No. <laughs> I saved. I had to save one for Durandal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about Douglas. He he sat around. I think he leveled up like maybe once or twice, but nice. he didn't get a lot of use because he's he was in the wrong game. Yeah. Did he go the distance? No, no. He probably <laughs> the only chapter he went the distance. The one you have to escort him on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did go the. Otherwise, distance. he was pretty stationary. <laughs> did Did you just so the way the way I took care of that is I just put I had Deke, so I I'm assuming you probably used Rutger maybe, but I just put Rutger on a forest and unequip or Deke on a forest unequipped him Why with would weapons. Why would you do that with Rutger? Him, like, that's stupid. Huh? Rutger's what? busy killing the boss. Well, yeah, yeah that's I true. I used Roy for that. I I used Cat for that. Well, I used Deke. I mean, oh, wow. that's that's pretty much it for me. Devin, do you want to round us out with yeah, I'm gonna uh, go. your trials and tribulations? Oh, and sir, you didn't you didn't your... speak about Dayan, though. How did you use Dayan at all? I used him a little bit. He did chip damage. Like it is it, kind of like the occasional thing of if somehow if Rutger or Shin didn't crit. Yeah, yeah. And an enemy had like three HP left, he would run in with a bow. But that was kind of it. I mean he had a horse. That's helpful. He's got a horse. Horses yeah. are good. He could carry Roy to places when I didn't want to waste a, a warp staff on him in some instances. But uh, mm-hmm. he's all right. But I mean, I had Shin there, so and Shin, and Shin could just do his job so much better. Yeah. So I, I right. don't really have a lot to add to. Him. I think that's pretty par for the course for a lot of the specific route characters. I think so. Um, Dan or Juno are like Dan has better stats, but Juno's in a better class. I don't know. It's it, it's it's kind of weird to, to for compare both them. of them. You're so late in the game that you really don't need them. By yeah, that point. yeah. And there's enough units that share their class that just do it better at them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I'm. I'll go in, then we'll we'll wrap up this first segment. So I went day in as well. I I have literally nothing <laughs> to add about that unit, uh, in particular because you know I used Sue, which I'll get into, and and Darren used Shin. We already had the the Nomad utility. Um, so just having a nomad with worse stats was kind of like, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, Milady is the first unit I picked. Um, I am so fucking happy I got Milady. Uh, I was third pick and I still got her, and she's often ranked as the best unit in in FE6. And holy shit, people are people are not kidding around about that. And Milady is ridiculous. Flyers are as good as they ever have been in, in FE6. It's gotta be one of their better appearances, right? Uh, yeah, Do you I guys mean, agree? I don't I mean, know. I mean, have Flyers had a bad They're game? always great. And no. there are other games where the early game Flyers also have good strength. So. That's true. But, That's true. Flyers are never bad. But, you know, I just think kind of comparing them to the competition in FE6, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> like, look at these units. Milady is, is stupid, especially with hard mode bonuses, but I apparently made the smart decision of, of going normal mode. No, um, you made the coward's decision. Yes. Did I? Yes, the coward's decision and the better decision. Yeah. Coward's yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, 
so Milady was incredible, as good as people say. Deke, uh, Deke proved to be a, a stellar pick for me. Deke is is often thought as sort of an, an early game carry, but then kind of falls off around mid to late game. But uh, if you guys look at the stats of my Deke, and that's that's without RNG manipulation or anything, Deke was super solid. Um, Hero is, well, you know, doesn't have a horse, but still a pretty decent class, especially once once you promote to Hero. So you can get the the hand axe utility. Um, Deke was my Durandal or Durandal user, so very nice and to have around there. Chosen in loving memory of Chris. It's true, chosen in loving memory of Chris. I forgot that was his profile picture. Uh, Percival, Percival is is very good. Um, didn't end well, up you doing that. Percival. <laughs> I kind of did. Normal, it was normal mode. It was normal Percival. mode Percival, so he was not as insane as, as Man, he always is. Man, I was is. so jealous when I stared at him in hard mm -hmm. mode. Right? Like, oh my god, his stats. Yeah. <laughs> wasted the Percival pick. Give him to pick. me. You wasted the Percival pick. Listen, he was still useful, but we're going to get into but the more useful the one pick. soon. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but per Percival's a great unit. I'd say of, you know, if you look at the series history and uh, that's sort of mid-game pre-promote um it's definitely one of the best like him and, and pent and a couple of others come to mind but he's up there very strong unit uh sue sue was surprisingly good uh as as i talked about a little bit bows are are pretty solid in this game in, in particular just because of how many wyverns you you face in late game and jesus christ it was more than i remembered <laughs> It is it's, a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of dragons. Um, so having having bows is really nice. I actually ended up um I didn't even I, I think she stayed E swords the entire time. I, I barely used the, the one range on her. I almost exclusively used bows and, and she of course was my Mulligear user. Uh but I, I got a little little tidbit about Sue that we'll get to when we get to Walt. But next up is Cecilia. So I had both of the, the generals. Um there's three generals. Who's the third? Douglas. Oh yeah, Douglas. True. Well, whatever. The the two good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two good ones. You're right. The two good ones. Um, Cecilia's definitely the middle of the three. Uh, she's good basically just because of her weapon ranks and okay stats, and the fact that she's in a good class. Uh, Valkyrie's good just because mounted healer. Um, I think we've gone over that enough in this game. However, uh, she was my first and only staff unit, so I had to vulnerary spam until I got her. And I also did not remember. I got her weapon ranks mixed up in my head. So she starts with A anima and C staves. I thought it was A staves and C anima. <laughs> so I had to, to grind up her staff rank. Again, 100 staff uses is not undoable on a draft, but it still was... Took longer than I wanted because, you know, you get her... What chapter is Arcadia? 14? 14. 14. Yeah. You get her 14, so basically right in the middle of the game. Uh, and what a great map that is. <laughs> uh, but Cecilia was useful. And a great map to have a mounted unit. I know. Like, right? So great. So great. It's like, oh my god, it's a magic unit. You know, they're not going to get... Oh, fuck, they're on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, one of the few times in the entire series that you'll ever say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, they're on a horse. Very yeah. rarely you ever say that. But Cecilia was was a, a I, 
I think she's good. She's not an incredible unit, but but she's good. She definitely has utility on a non-draft run, just as another staff bot. Um, but she was pretty critical to me, just so I didn't have to worry about you know, <laughs> like vulneraries and then elixirs. Um, okay, here we go. Trek. Trek was was he wrecked? Trek. Trek wrecked. He wrecked. He capped strength. He had 23 speed, 19 def at the end. My boy Trek put in some absolute work. He ended up having, and part of this was probably because um, played normal mode, so I didn't get Percival hard mode bonuses, but he, he was a better unit than Percival by the end of the game. The only thing that Percival had more than him, looking at my stats, is Percival had uh, a little bit more res, which is like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll take higher in every other stat over slightly less res. Um, Trek, I think, worse than Noah, but in the same position as Noah, where it's like you're probably not going to use them on a normal playthrough just because you have Alan and Lance who come, not significantly, but you know, a good amount earlier to the point where they're probably, I don't know, 10 levels higher <laughs> maybe than, than Trek and Noah, but they're kind of in that low in boat where there's still calves, dude. Still got decent enough growths, and Paladin is still an outstanding class. So uh, Trek, Trek was a really good pickup for me. Um, then there's Walt. Uh, oof, Walt. Do you guys think, is Walt or Dorothy better? Walt. Dorothy. Dorothy. Uh, yeah. Walt is... Walt is Walt's availability doesn't... Well, I guess Chapter Seven, it's good, but that's kind of well. Dorothy's also available. there, but Dorothy's there. Dorothy's what Chapter Four, I think, chapter or five. Oh, yeah, she's Chapter Six. Yeah, and yeah. I, actually, six? I, would, yeah okay. I would say Dorothy's better. Yeah, yeah, she's better. Um, yeah, there aren't any wyvern rushes before you get Dorothy anyway. Yeah, so Walt, and you're struggling with Fe Six early game, so you, the chip damage on an archer with I'm making this number up, but I don't know. His strength is probably base three or four I think or something it's like four. that. Yeah, four sounds about right. Uh, that with an iron bow, and you're not doubling yet. You're doing like four damage. <laughs> so the, the... But he still did better than his mother Rebecca for you because he didn't get you soft locked in a chapter. That's true. That's true. He lived. He did live. He um, <laughs> made it through the entire game. But uh, <laughs> everything I was saying about bows does not apply to Walt. Walt, Walt is is really <laughs> awful. And also, so I used two archers, Sue and, and Walt. So they were both looking for an Orion's bolt. And I made the smart decision, even though I had the FU wiki up the entire time I was playing, of not just missing the first Orion's Bolt, but missing the second Orion's Bolt. So that meant the soonest time that I was going to get one was in Chapter 16, that wonderful chapter, wow. uh, using using the secret shop there and buying two. So he and Sue were sitting at Chapter 20 for a long time. I think Sue, Sue ended up, let's see what level she ended up for me. She ended up level 16. Yeah, she easily would have would have gone 2020 um if if she had had the orion's bolt and i definitely would have given her the first one uh it is incredible how much better nomads are than snipers in this game um just like they're on a horse and they get swords like it, it's just like what advantage at all does sniper have in in more skill more skill in oh, something like oh, fe8 you can make in something like FE8, you can make the, the terrible argument, but at least there's almost an argument there where, oh, you know, Sniper has 
what is that skill called? True shot or something? True, true shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah true shot have, where they, they... But you already have 100% hit. Yeah, because you have good skill. I'm not saying it's a good argument, but I'm saying at least it's like there is a thing. And in the case <laughs> in this of... Game, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, in the case of comparing a Sue and Walt, Sue has like a lot better base speed and a really good base growth. So yeah. she's going to start doubling a lot faster, which matters when the only thing that you can do is one attack a turn, since your enemy phase is non-existent. Oh, yeah. And she has and... one more base strength than him, which I imagine Walt by then probably didn't have her beaten strength by maybe more than like one point, maybe. Yeah, I, I can't I imagine at that point. I, but... I, can't, I can't imagine he gained that many levels for you. No, Walt... Oh, God, he was, he was awful. But, um... Getting into the last two here, uh, Boars. He uh, he existed. <laughs> he did. He didn't die. You know, so it might be it might be shocking to everyone, but I, I gave I did not give the first Knight's Crest to Boars. <laughs> Whoa! I, I gave I gave it to Trek so really? I could have another Paladin. That's, um, <laughs> that's highly relatable for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it took a little while for for Boars to get promoted, but once he did, man. Didn't do much, you know. Surprisingly, I did not choose to give him any boots, uh, and that's about all I have to say. And and on top of all that, he's he's the best knight in the game. So, so I don't. Wow, knights are awful in FE6. Not that they're ever particularly good. Looking at the series history, but there are degrees. Yeah. There are degrees, yeah. and, and FE6. Well, no, FE4 is worse. FE4 is FE6 worse. This is, like, up there for worst in the series. Oh, yeah. yeah it's up there. FE4, FE5, FE6. All three of those games are like, wow, these, these units are terrible. Um, last but not quite least <laughs> is Wade. <laughs> Wade, I, I decided to early promote, kind of. Uh, I promoted him at 15 instead of, you know, 20. Um, just so I could have a little mini... Marcus that had, you know, slightly better stats and, and no horse to, to help make the, the early part of the game a little bit easier. Um, he served his job perfectly fine there and fell off incredibly quickly. And he had, uh, looking at his stats right now, as, at a level 15 to then 6 warrior, he had 24 strength, which is quite nice. Uh, 11 skill <laughs> and 12 speed. Oh, and 0 res. <laughs> so... Wow. He was hitting nothing. Uh, I, I ended up having when when I deployed him in, in later chapters, which I, I eventually benched him by the end game. Uh, when I deployed him in later chapters, he ended up using bows more than axes just oh, because yeah. of the high, the higher hit rates. Lot basically became like a budget archer for me that it had had an axe too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was Wade overall. I don't know. I I enjoyed my team. I think I got some. I think this is probably my best lineup so far. I don't know if you guys remember my previous ones, but boy, in particular, Effie. Usually, in Effie Seven, in particular, I, I I had some some rough units. Uh, I had the advantage in, in this game. Effie Seven. I just think I was not competent enough at Fire Emblem to to pick units. In particular, I'd never touched Hector Hard Mode. I'd only played Hollywood Normal. Um, but this game, I, I had played enough of FE6 to be like, all right, I understand who's good. You know, four and five, I those that was my first time playing those games. So, yeah, that was that was my team. 
with that, I think I don't know about you guys. I am, I am very. I don't know if excited the word is, but I'm very ready to talk about my my likes and, and dislikes about FE6. But before that, we're gonna have a musical break and answer a few questions. So we will see you guys in a minute or two. And welcome back to episode 43 of Emblem Cast, the Binding Blade Fire Emblem 6 retrospective. I'm your host, Devin, and we're back looking at some viewer mail. Very quickly before we get into the viewer mail, I want to shout out, um, I, I this had just been brought to my attention, Chef, and you might know this, but the, the Bonding Blade series on the, the subreddit, I was asked to, to give that a shout out, so... We're going to put a link to that in the description of this podcast. I, I checked through it a little bit. It's very cool. It's an in-depth support analysis on all of the supports in Binding Blade, which don't get too much attention. So if you guys are curious, because no one take a look at that. <laughs> well, true. Game. Yeah, <laughs> that, we'll get into that in the third segment as well. But our first question, uh, we're going to try and go through these quickly, is from Pandan, who asks, question for the podcast. What do you guys think about the ROM hacks that try to fix or rebalance Fire Emblem 6? Do you think FE6 needs any sort of rebalancing to be a better game? Uh, I think it absolutely needs rebalancing to be a better game. However, I am not experienced with any of the the rebalance ROM hacks. I'm not sure if you guys are. The only one I know about is the Roy's Bizarre Adventure thing, where they gave, like, Walt Hector's growths, and they gave Roy a giant beard and stuff. That was mostly <laughs> just for a fun playthrough. But it looked like a more enjoyable game to play. That than the sounds base one. like a better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you gonna say chef? That's the origin I, I, of the Hector Copter, by the way. Is it yeah. really? Huh. I feel, uh, yeah. Yeah, that animation where Roy uses arm ads and then flips it up, and then like Hector comes in and smites his Ephiel. Mm. Yeah. You haven't seen that anime? I think a great that. animation. Yeah. I but, really uh, wish we played that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have. <laughs> you gone for it. I don't know. I, I only sort of vaguely know of one, and all I remember of it is like they ended up giving Naim uh, a lot of buffs, and like, why? She, she's already pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. It was, like, made by someone who doesn't really understand FE6. Yeah, that's the problem with like rebalancing hacks in general, is some people just buff. Units they have a, a like a warped misunderstanding of who does and does not need buffs in the games. So I think like in general with rebalance hacks, like they're good and they have potential to be really interesting or at the very least different ways to play the games. But they can also just be really weird messes depending on how it's done. So it's like I think they're good and they're like a good thing to have, of course, but they kind of need to be done right. Because I've played some for like FE7 and FE8, yeah. especially FE8. There's quite a few of those for some reason. Hmm. And uh, I mean, they're they're fun at the very least. It's just like a fresh, slightly new way to play those games. I haven't even seen any for FE6. They probably exist. I just I've heard there's them. quite a few, but I I, I know not there's, really there's aware a big one that's like called FE6. Uh, there's like yeah. I know there's one that's not out yet. It's probably going to be out in our lifetimes at this rate. But uh, <laughs> there's a uh, Maiden of Darkness. It's like a full revamp of FE6. I think I've heard of that. It's yeah. been in the works yeah. for a long time. I think they're still working on it right now. But uh, we're 
I'm very yeah, interested no. to see how yeah, they wasn't handle that's that. Like just around the corner, like five years it, ago. It was just around the corner five years ago. Yeah, I think they were going to release <laughs> a demo for it, and then the guys decided that they just wanted to put out the full product at once, and uh, okay. they've, they've yeah. been just yeah, chipping away at it. Mm. Yeah, I, an I, issue is that a lot of the time people who want to make a rebalance hack are people who were most frustrated by the game as it was, right? Uh, which often. Not that it's their fault necessarily, but it often means they don't understand it. Yeah, so you end up with these weird buffs, um, mm. and, or they don't really fit. I guess I guess thinking thinking about as as someone who's played FE six so many times and really enjoys it, I think the biggest thing to really do wouldn't be like changing stats or anything. I think it'd be maps. Actually, with the support, no, not even the maps. Wow. I would say with the support system, putting in like some, making it more accessible and like at it more like three houses sort of being able to get so many buffs because that improves accuracy so much oh that's that's true that's very true Mm. because the support the support there's a lot of support uh, combinations but you can never really use them because they take so so freaking long to get yeah but if but if it was as you know as easy as, as in like three houses then it's like then suddenly, you know, those seventy percent hit rates, you know, they become eighty or ninety or a hundred, and it's like, oh, no more misses, <laughs> and makes makes dodging dodging a lot easier. Still fix the maps I, I though, feel... please. There's there's yeah. some maps that need to need to be. Changed. Please. <laughs> there's some terrible. I mean, maps think about it. Did did any of us get a single A support? No. no. I did. Well, you got one for Lolina. You did. Okay. <laughs> Roy Lolina. That's also, yeah. Th- yeah. That's also the Roy Lina. I think is the fastest support in the game though, too. It is. Yeah. It is the fastest for It's like two turns adjacent for the first one. Yeah. And, then and like, this is a draft. We're spending way more turns yeah. on most chapters and with fewer units. Like, if you should ever get max supports, it's in a yeah. draft. As, and most of us do. On the yeah. subject yeah. of supports, I remember specifically because I know we talked about it a little bit while I was going through my draft. But the Saul and Rebecca support, I got their B rank support on like the last turn of chapter twenty four. They're freaking B yeah. rank, and I, I, obviously I didn't try to do it. But that's a lot of turns for those two to be standing next to each other, and that's like, a, and I don't even think that's like a terribly long support either. We'll it's, we'll get more into supports in, right. in this this right. second segment, but I or the okay. third segment, right? Yeah, I think we all agree <laughs> that the support system in this game, oof, it needed it needed some some touch ups, which it gotten in FE seven and subsequent S. But not really. Well, true. <laughs> That's the thing. It's still the same system. It's still the same. The same problems are still there, but they're not as bad. Well, it doesn't take nearly as long, does it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no it but the, and all, they don't, uh, literally all the out. same. Every other problem. Yeah. Is yeah. There, That's though. true. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on to the next question. Which these set of questions are from Cody. We'll take these uh, one at a time. But I just want to shout out Cody for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you. Link is in the the description if you get, if you guys want to help us out. But the first question Cody has is, which axe unit would you say is your favorite in the game, where they're basically at their worst? Uh, axes might be the worst in this game. <laughs> I really liked Echidna. Yeah, that, she didn't give me any accuracy problems. Would, would you guys agree, though? Is this... I'm, I'm running through my head. Maybe FE4? This and... I mean, like... No, because FE4 has the Brave axe. That's true. I mean, this is definitely a super bottom tier game for axes in particular. Yeah, it's certainly no Tellius. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to run through my head. I think Gonzalez is really I a fun unit Gonzales. to use. It's, yeah. You just go all in on how terrible axes are. 
and it's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's infuriating yeah. too. Don't get me wrong. I it's used fun, him. Oh, yeah, I used him. Trust me. I know how frustrating the axe hit rate is. Probably better than anyone else in this draft. Yeah. But I, I, I loved it as much as I hated it because mm-hmm. it was just ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I would go with yeah, best axe, best axe hit. Yeah, since it's fe six fe six, paladins can use axes. Yeah. Hard mode person, oh. best axe user. Yeah. Josh. Well, the question's favorite, not best. I mean, it's Shepard. true that that's how bad the dedicated axe. Yeah, I know, are. but it's, it's saying what axe is your yeah. favorite. So I, I think Gonzalez is my favorite to use in oh, yeah. fe six, just because of exactly what Keegan said. He totally embodies. The, the the great and terrible things about Axis. I, I think I would agree with that because Geese kind of felt like he was like so average. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have rather had him just go all in. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll say Gonzalez is the, is the right answer. Mm-hmm. I'll be contrarian then and say Echidna because I liked having my attacks hit. Yeah. That's a, I liked her being reliable. Is her axe rank higher than her sword rank? I don't even know. I think it is. Uh, I think it's. I, I thought it was BC. Well, yeah, C, sure even it if is. it's C axes, C's still not like awful. It's workable, you know. Yeah, yeah killer axes. Yeah, you're probably. I mean, I don't know, but I would guess that if you were going to use her in a like. Uh, yeah, she she's B rank axes. C rank so. Yes. Ah, uh, so but the other yeah, way around, CB. She okay. is more of an axe she... unit, you know, as the game. And, and I mean, yeah. the, yeah. the Brave Axe joins one chapter before she does, so she's not terribly far from Brave Axe, too. True, she can Brave Axe, and, and yeah. I mean, the big thing is just with heroes in, in general, you know, getting the hand axe utility, always oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I think, for, I think for me, the I think for me, probably the best dedicated axes would probably be Lot. I mean, that, that, that's two. probably the right answer. Yeah, chapter 2 right there, let's go. It's probably the With right okay answer. Stats, okay stats, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very okay He's all right. Anyway, we'll go into the next one by Cody here. Uh, outside of adding some different map styles, defense, route, what are some changes you'd make? Probably save that for part, uh, part 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a lot of maps that we we'll save. So we'll, we'll save that. Um but we, don't worry, Cody. We, we will get to that question uh, when, when we talk about the game as a whole. Next question. Um, how do you feel about the way they did hard mode bonuses? Oof. Uh, I like that they exist. They're cool, yeah. Uh, because they were clearly not an intended oh, feature no. in FE6. There yeah. are weird foibles like Douglas not getting any. Yeah. Ray didn't um, get any. And Hugh not getting any. Yeah, Hugh didn't yeah. get any. The whole thing is it, it mm-hmm. you, only units that... At spawn as enemies, but mm-hmm. don't aren't initially on the map. Get hard mode bonus. Which is, is that weird, true? Because I didn't that, know that's yeah, how it works. Yeah, because that applies to that, um that applies to Hugh and Ray. Even Milady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Milady does well, yeah, technically start, appear on the map. Yeah, Milady doesn't start on the map. Right, technically, yeah. she's a reinforcement. Yeah. So she gets them. Rudger gets them because reinforcement. But, but Zeiss, Hugh Ray, Zeiss has hard mode bonuses, and he doesn't. He's not a reinforce. Oh, is uh, he a reinforcement? No, he 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 technically oh, does not. Yeah, because he to start on. Yep. The, he immediately yeah, spawns turn say, one, he shows up but on he does one, not start on the, the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's dumb. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Evie Seven fixed all fixed all that weirdness. Yeah, I think hard mode bonuses. It. It's just like a couple yeah. points yeah. in each stat it, usually. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much universal. Pretty much almost every other game that came after has a spin on the hard mode bonuses and changes that are much improved mm, i agree yeah but yeah the it's idea co- that it's, it's cool that you get a reward for doing it because my mm-hmm. god 
there is pain yeah. to this rock. <laughs> I, and it kind of makes intuitive sense, too. Like, the characters that start with the enemy get buffed when the enemy gets buffed. But if you can manage to spin them over anyway, then that's your buff to use. You know, that kind of fits. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I'm it's, a big fan. I'm. A, you know, with, like, cool. Rutger and Shin cool, and stuff, it can be really fun. Yeah, It's very cool, but definitely been done better lately. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely been done better. Yeah. I'm a big fan of hard mode bonuses in this game. It's, it's why I play exclusively on hard mode when I play the game. All right. Yeah, I think I think we all agree in there. So we'll quickly run through this last question by Cody, who asks, favorite character you picked, favorite character you didn't pick. Uh, I'd say the favorite character that I picked is is definitely Milady. Favorite character I didn't pick in FE6, probably Rutger. I kind of miss the, the, like, you know, I'm sure Darren had a lot of experience with this, but the, uh, you know, 115% crit chance <laughs> memes <laughs> and stuff like that. I saw I saw a lot of that crit animation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll echo Rutger as that choice. My favorite that I did pick, weirdly enough, was Sophia. Wow. Wow. Not because she, not because she's the best, obviously, but like she was the most fun unit to use in this playthrough sure, yeah. overall. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was good. you were gonna say because she's your wife. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. Echoing the fun sentiment, I'm gonna say Gonzalez again because it's like I like I was talking about when we talked about Axes. He's just he's just dumb fun. And when getting him to like sixty percent crit, it's just it's satisfying. It's obviously not Rutger crit, but it was just fun. For favorite that I uh, for me, that I didn't pick. Yeah, favorite. So he's like gamble mm-hmm. in But basically <laughs> like your hit all the cut time. in half, but your crit chance is yeah, double. He's basically permanent gamble. And it's when you think of it that way, yeah. And it's it's silly, it's fun. And watching him crit stuff and hit for like hundred and twenty some damage, very satisfying. I got a, I got to become a big fan of that axe flip. Mm-hmm. I think favorite unit that I didn't pick, I'm probably just gonna be boring and say Milady. Having a wyvern would have been cool. Milady's busted. Hard mode bonus Milady's busted. Sounds good. Yeah. For me, you and I, I favorite unit. I didn't draft hard mode versus. Yeah, I had oh, first of all, I always hard co echo that. Yeah, I always was hard mode thirsty Percival. for Percival, man. <laughs> <laughs> hard mode versus Percy. Yeah, I, yeah. Put, having to not deploy him felt really bad. Looking at him and being like, "Damn, look at that monster." Yeah. It's like, oh man, why, why, why is he equal my why is he equal my land? Right. <laughs> it's like, why is he better game. than Noah? Yeah, hard mode personal. Yeah. So. What was your favorite chef? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Lolina yeah. just for the bolting memes. Yeah, I had memes. a feeling you were gonna say Lolina. Yeah, I mean, if if if, if not Lolina for bolting memes, then probably Klein, just because Klein's cool. Klein is cool. He's a cool guy. And I would say that Shin's a cool guy. Rucker is the obvious pick for mm. favorite, but I think Shin surprised me the most, and his horse gave him so much utility that. Sometimes he could go up and kill things before Rutger could get there. Mm. And that's pretty cool. And also bows help out a lot in this game. Yep. That they do. So I think that's everyone, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So we're going to go on to the next question from Stefan Soen, who asks, Uh. who slash what are your favorite type of hidden characters in the series to recruit slash unlock, like Seraphin in Radiant Dawn during Endgame? Oh, oh man! Only really, uh, only really. Black Knight. Really... If you have a game genie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, I like not... Peleus, but he's bad, and unlocking him isn't fun. Yeah. So. Does does um, um? I mean, it's only 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 really hidden characters are in like Radiant Dawn. Yeah. I, mean, I was gonna say. I, don't know I was gonna don't say. Don't think uh, this counts, Stephen but like. For mine? 
Just okay, because it's yeah. so stupid. Because you just go to some random sand tile way out of your way and you get a really good sword master. Does it make any sense? He's a cool no. character too. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a cool yeah. guy. He's got some interesting stuff going on. But like Do we count uh like the F E eight like post game unlockable characters? Oh, the creature campaign. Yeah, getting lions pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean you have to do too much yeah he's and you probably yeah. played too much of sacred stones if you unlocked them <laughs> but, but he's cool. hey you did it i've actually i've never touched the creature campaign i <laughs> you're not man. Have to do you didn't have a days. childhood yeah, yeah. well i see the thing is that's the game up, i grew up, up with too but i just never touched it I, I, everyone's like yeah it's not great i'm like okay <laughs> I'll move on. You, you 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 just do the ruins and tower just over and over and over and over again. That sounds fun. Seven, I mean, you have seven to, you... times completed for the ruins. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean you have all cap stats by that point just because stat booster. That that so that's why I remember just... in FE8. If you look at fucking like old game facts guides, people would say, "Oh, you know, promote uh, promote loot to a sage because sage has better caps." <laughs> yeah, that they yeah. say that because yeah. they, they they're thinking about creature campaign for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, the unit I was going to say, not really a secret character, but um, just kind of like, uh, kind of a bonus character is Athos in FE7. I went, no, that's not really a yeah, secret. Or, not, he's, when it's he's, literally yeah, four stars. He's, he's the opposite of But he's like a special character. He's a special character. Not really character. special either. I mean, when he's, yeah, that has nothing to do with secret characters. Yeah. You you neither have to go Fine. out of your way nor. Like oh my God! What my a, what about um... secret character is Elliwood? <laughs> Shut up! That's not quite as bad. <laughs> but um, what about uh Shanam? Is that his name in Fe Five? I don't know, Devin. Huh? He's cut can't out. Hear you? Yeah, you cut oh, out. cut out. What a, what about Shanam? I think his name is in Fe Five. Like discount oh, Shanam from Fe Four. Yeah. I mean, well, Shannon and Effie uh, well, is not hidden. No, but, but I'm saying Shanam or whatever his name is Shannon. from Effie Five, the one that's like discount sword the, Jesus. Yeah, not Shannon. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really even say he's that hidden either. I mean, I guess if you never if you never do B route or A route, I, I, I yeah. actually think I do know who my favorite unlockable is. Who? It's Roy because you can't actually get have fun using him until he's a master lord at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. He's my favorite. Truly, he's my unlocked. favorite unlockable secret character. That's yeah. a good point. So with that, we'll move on to the last question, yeah. and that's from Hammerdan, who asks if there is anything from Fire Emblem Six uh, that. Is there anything from Fire Emblem Six that you'd like to see in a modern FE game? No. <laughs> I mean, they, they 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 pretty much took all the core bases, yeah. and just implemented them over. I mean, it's one of those things. I guess sort of like the Pokemon, where you don't really think of it as in incrementing each generation, but then you go back and like, oh yeah, man, they've really actually just improved everything since then. I want to see a unit yeah. with well, 120 crit. Pokemon, they don't have a weird like prohibition against taking good ideas from games and using them True. again so well, there's nah, even less reason to go back i mean sometimes they do. they do they've done that as well and a lot of games just ideas just dropped and gone <laughs> for no reason anyway bonus ex bonus experience oh god yeah i, I always forget oh, yeah, about that's GSP. anyway it, se it seems like the only thing that's really stuck is forging yeah since fp9 <laughs> kind of pair up but that went away in three houses i don't know yeah that, yeah no, that, yeah, better that supports it. Like three houses is kind of the FE nine support system ish, mm. like an evolution of it. It's not. It's not using the stand in place technique anymore. 
but yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, that's about it. Exhausted, to be honest. Yeah, F6. It's, 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 it's one of those games that you'd you'd you would put more modern stuff into. Yeah, it, for yeah. sure. Really take and, from. in particular because Fe6 is kind of the basis for modern Fire Emblem. Um, at least yeah, what it's not, it used it's not to like, be. Not like Fe. <laughs> it's not like Fe5 or Fe4. It's got all this weird shit going yeah, on. This is a very. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. It's a pretty it's, standard down-to-earth, grounded sort of Fire Emblem. FE6 is kind of like, hey, let's do FE3, but like a little bit of FE5 stuff, but take the bad stuff from FE5, not the cool, fun stuff. I mean, I like In my opinion. (laughs) Oh, Rescue's dope. I, that, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I agree with you. Add Rescue, drop, give all those commands back. That's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. That's more GBA than anything. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot that they dropped that afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) bring that Mm -hmm. back. Yeah, but... There you go. We got something good out of it. But with that, we're going to go into the last segment of this podcast where we break down our thoughts on Fire Emblem 6. The Binding Blade, it looks like it might be a little bit of a war, a little bit of a tussle in here. We got some (laughs) divided opinions. So stay tuned to see Sheffin murder us. Hey, man, I've got hard mode Percival on my side. (laughs) Well, I have normal mode Percival on my side. You didn't have any Percival. (laughs) But I, it, I, hard mode Percival is always with me in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play the music. And welcome back to episode 43 of Emblemcast. I'm your host, Devin, and we are finishing up our thoughts, breaking down Fire Emblem 6, The Binding Blade. So, I think the first question that we should ask here is, guys, how does this... Who do you think you are, <laughs> FE6? Huh? Well, that's true. Who do you think That's you true, are? but the first question I was going to ask is, how does this rank in terms of the other Game Boy Advance games? Because I think... More so than really any other, you know, trilogy or or just set of games in the series that technically, you know, if you're going to include Sacred Stones, take place in different continents and eras and and all that shit. Very similar games, just in terms of mechanics and and stuff like that. Yes, indeed. Um, Where is this rank for you guys? I think it's easy to compare 6, 7, and 8. Of ranking it among the three? Yeah, they fit together very closely compared to other Mm -hmm. sets. Like, even, like, you know, compare FE4 to FE5 or Radiant Dawn yeah. Path of Radiant... Like, there's a lot more differences between... I mean, even, a, even, a, even Awakening and, and Fates, which still run on the, the same engine and everything and look very similar, there's quite a number of, of little tweaks in, in Fates compared to Awakening that make them pretty different. But FE, you know, 6, 7, and 8, it's mostly just characters and map design. All the mechanics are pretty, pretty unanimous besides, I guess, split promotions and FE8. Yeah, I mean, when you, when it's all sprite based, it's like yeah, you yeah. don't really can't yeah, yeah. It, it's you can't really add pixels. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, I think I think a lot of the changes from this are more so design in terms of like either maps, uh, units, encounters, yeah. Yeah. and as someone who would say that Fire Emblem Seven, you know, 
Blazing Sword is one of my favorite games of all time. I've played it countless times uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always feel like going... I feel like there's a novelty to going back to this lost chapter because we've never got it officially localized. And I think there's always a bit of cool factor to just being able to go, oh, this is Roy's story. This is that thing I saw as a kid, seeing like the epilogue with Roy in it and being like, oh man, what am I gonna get what am I gonna get Roy's game? And, and then uh, you never only do. experiencing that later in life. Hmm. And I think FE6 is a step backward in almost every single way. This is probably getting me a lot of hate. From Thracia. I'd say from I personally from Thracia, which is probably a bit controversial, but I'd say like just in terms of like just going from FE seven and going back to FE six, it just yeah. feels like to me like a downgrade I agree. in uh, in every way. Yeah. Like like it's story, great that they could build on it, but yeah, in twenty twenty totally. totally. or even in two thousand five, that's not what anyone's playing first. Yeah, you know, but you're going that's just to be going Westerner, back to it. That's just the Western but 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 it really isn't going back to the Super Famicom yeah. entries. I feel like I get a lot more enjoyment out of it's there, a especially huge for step how backwards. It's it's kind of just a really mixed bag of some questionable decisions, and I think they did a lot of things to really help keep that tight. Not necessarily tight in this game because some of the maps get really big, but like there's like a there's like a it's a, mechanically tight. There's a proximity they cut out to the combat. A lot of yeah yeah, especially from which the, I the think Kaga that's games. been a strength of Fire Emblem is that you can actually look at the numbers and figure out what the fuck is going on. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. going to be able to do that in Final Fantasy or something very easily. D- yeah, definitely. Um, so in that sense, you know, cutting it down to basics does have value to it. But I think they figured out better ways to incorporate more mechanics while still being able to tell what the fuck is going on later. I agree. I agree. That's not really my biggest issue with this game. I'll I'll offer, before we start slam dunking this game, I'll offer a bit of personal praise, is I really like Mm -hmm. the difficulty of hard mode in this game, which is probably a slightly controversial opinion, but I think it's like at a really good sweet spot for me, where especially early game, it's difficult enough to be challenging every time that I play it, and like more experience doesn't make that go as a, a substantial amount easier. But it's also not, like, outside of those first few chapters, it's not terribly frustratingly difficult either. Once you get... Outside of a draft. As someone who never wants to play hard mode again, I still agree. Like, it's great that that exists. It doesn't very often in the series, and it adds to the replayability a lot. Yeah, for sure. You can actually flex your expertise instead of just kind of funneling everything and most that which you can really do. That's that's sort of, like, one of my biggest problems with, like, FE7... Even on hard yeah. mode, FE seven sort of just feels like autopilot. Yeah, yeah. Just hit this, hit the snooze button pretty quickly. This, yeah, this game keeps FE, you on your toes. FE six, it's you gotta be. Yeah, there's always something. Granted, some of that stuff for sure. But I, I, I definitely feel like the snooze button was, especially for this is just coming off of my draft experience. It's just like with Rutger and and, and Shin, I think it that's, was literally like that's, I, I I could play this game with my eyes right. closed and just slowly let them kill everything yeah. on a yeah. map. And then I get bombarded for like twenty turns by an insane amount of reinforcements on same turn reinforcements as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I went into FE six with the mindset that like lots of people who said it needed a remake were really wrong. That it really does pretty much hold up just fine. And mechanically, I think that's true. But in terms of like the overall game experience, it just felt really clumsy yeah the whole true ending meant that you had to play the really frustrating long chapters in a very specific way and even with the wiki fucking taped to my forehead even worse than it has to be in the kaga games 
because the slightest screw up and you're done. Like, you still, I still ended up having to replay them because it's so fucking. Also, the, the guided like, maps. Chapter sixteen the in particular is like the worst chapter I've ever yeah. played in Fire Emblem, and the guided maps suck. Like. FE6 has more well-designed maps, honestly, probably than a lot of games in the series, and that's great. But it they still have has some, some really, 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 really bad high, high highs and low lows, dude. Yeah. It's 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 a mixed and bag. And low lows. Yes, yeah. they they've got a good chunk of like some of the worst maps in the series in this game. Mm -hmm. So I mean, with there's that, a reason Arcadia isn't called Chapter 14. It's called Arcadia because it has that Arcadia. much of a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with uh, that, I, I want to ask you guys this again. How would you rank 6, 7, and 8? I used to think, my, my opinion has changed on this a lot, and it probably will continue to change as, as we replay uh, some of these other games. Um, I'm going to go from, from top to bottom here. Uh, slightly controversially, 8 is my favorite of the, the GBA games. I'm a really big fan of Sacred Stones, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it next I always said six, but on this playthrough, I think seven is is my favorite. After that, and and six has now earned the the title of third place. I definitely want to go back to FE seven now. Yeah, so do I. I had kind of soured on it a little bit mm -hmm. over the years, and playing FE six again makes me appreciate what it yeah. fixed. Oh yeah, so I, much I agree a hundred percent. But I, I guess I would probably rate it the highest because FE8 really suffers from the snooze button syndrome. We'll talk about that yeah. more later. But like, I'm not even as good a player as like Sheffin. I don't do like LTC stuff. Um, but still, FE8 is so it just drags because of that. Um, so yeah, I guess I'd probably go seven, eight, six because this was not. I didn't have fun playing it mm -hmm. um, for a lot of the game. I did later, you know. Um, the sort of late mid game was kind of fun but that's always true for fire emblem because it's easy it's yeah. cathartic to uh. be like good after you've had this crappy team the whole mm -hmm. game especially um, once you guess... see that investment in so many years yeah exactly to pay off. exactly uh. and i will say in fe6 because you're so crappy for so long that catharsis is higher but i don't know that it's really worth it overall in the as a whole package for the game. Chef, you guess, something you're mm -hmm. about to add? I was going to say, late, late game for three houses. That That is not fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That's that, true. That goes against everything. There. That's the one game where it's like, wow, <laughs> late game is actually the most difficult part. Yeah. yeah. I think for my order, it's okay. kind of tough because I, I kind of want to mirror Husser with part of me wants to do 7, 8, 6, but I think I want to do 7, 6, 8. It's really close. I put these games pretty close to each Man. other, honestly. Aaron I hate on eight. I see. Here's the thing. I don't hate eight. The problem that I have with eight, which again uh, uh, echoes a bit of what Husser said, it's such a snooze fest. That game is a joke in difficulty. And like I was saying with six, I really, really like where hard mode difficulty is in this game. So I, I just on like in terms of even with some of the terrible, terrible maps this game has, the the maps that don't completely suck that are just challenging enough i'm a fan enough of a fan of that i think i'd put six over eight it's close though it's close though. i i would definitely say seven eight six yeah because i like using lords and having fun that's very and, yeah. fair man does roy ever <laughs> drag this game at points especially if you ever try to even like on a normal playthrough of hard mode roy is such a bummer on uh which i think playthrough. does well and i think Fun, you know, it sounds like a joke, like, haha, I don't like FE6 because I like having fun. 
But it's just one factor. It's not the only reason people can enjoy games. There's catharsis, there's challenge, which yeah. FE6 has in spades compared to the other GBA games. Definitely. There are other things you can look for. And I think if you enjoy FE6 more, it's because fun is maybe not your priority compared to some of those other things. But in a different way um, to me. Because if you look at the previous game in the series, Thracia 776, while there's absolutely dumb, stupid wiki BS in, in Thracia 776, there's also a lot of legitimate challenge that that's more strategic to me than some of the challenge that comes in FE6, where the challenge more comes from numbers being inflated from enemies and and late game, which you know is easy but gets hampered by ridiculous spades of same term reinforcements to to the degree that like more than Awakening, from what I remember, is people cr have criticized Awakening in the past for that, but my God, some of these late game chapters with, with the wyverns it's ridiculous how many come the the same term and, and all the the staff users and man there to me there's there's just so much more depth in, in the systems of of thracia that that lead to the challenge being more satisfying in that game than, than in this game yeah every six i don't want to call it fake difficulty but it's specific, a specific kind of difficulty that this is going to be a weird comparison but it's actually kind of like sonic levels like classic ones where you can kind of stumble your way through if you don't know anything but not really and the more interesting part comes from replaying it knowing what's oh, yeah. going on and like anticipating mm -hmm. challenges and reacting first playthrough like a, and like that's a blind playthrough would... f6 probably kind of sucks honestly like yeah. i think because i don't remember my very first playthrough of f6 it's been so long and i just wasn't a substantial memory for me. But like every time that I can recall playing FE6, it had been after that playthrough. And I was like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to prepare for these kinds of things. So I knew what to expect going to every single chapter instead of having yeah. that blind experience, which I think the blind experience in this I game definitely is pretty think bad. The, 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 I, th I definitely think having... I think it's kind of like the Thracia case yeah. where if you have knowledge, the game's more fun. Mm -hmm. And I definitely... And I, I also think that part of my harshness right now is that i just came off of this draft which in all honesty was kind of a bore yeah. because so yeah, much of it same. was just me waiting for rutger and shin to kill everything yeah. mm -hmm. and that's not the intention of like the design of the game like i played it in a way that it wasn't like planned yeah but but darren part of, and go, part of that is the game be design because part of the that game is design part of it. is these that is massive maps. i'm just giving this game a bit of benefit that i think it benefits a lot more from like a normal approach versus a draft run through of it in my opinion well, i agree but but i'm saying you know in fe4 the maps are a hell of a lot bigger obviously but you have things like and, and i'm not necessarily defending the maps in fe4 but you have things like road tiles which which you know make make the traversal more and and things a little bit more spread out so that the unit just fucking I can't even think of the word. Just the, just the tons of units they throw at you feel a little bit more manageable. But in this game, you have maps where you just walk in a circle three times, and it's just a spiral inward, and every single objective is the same, and with ridiculous amounts yeah, of enemies. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't help its case for sure. No, but I do think because I know I'm not super hot in this game right now, but I've ha I have had playthroughs where the experience of the game has been a bit more enjoyable and I do get to That's enjoy true. those aspects of, of the proper planning and, and prepping units. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think one of the areas this game's kind of, this might be controversial now because Husser and Keegan have had these trend transcendental experiences playing with like characters they don't normally like to play. 
and they might have a different opinion on this. But I feel like the unit variety in this game is kind of weak. Oh, I not agree. Really a lot no, of it's awful. Yeah. A lot of units yeah. I like to yeah. use oh. or experiment with. I mean, yeah. Almost every time so, I play this, my my set of units tends to be about the same. I don't vary yep. much from it because yeah. there's a lot of units that are just like either middle of the road and just like kind of boring, or there's just some straight garbage. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to willingly do this to myself. So I just use the It's not quite side. as bad, but part of its reinvention of the old Marth game formula is having just loads and loads of crap that you just yeah. wade through to the point where, like, after, I don't know when exactly, but, like, maybe chapter 15-ish, there are, like, no, that's not true, there's Milady, but, like, the the units that you care about at all that join really thin the hell out really pretty early into the game like and then you just keep getting them there's just crap after crap after yep. crap and there's there's also a lot of weird redundancies too like why on earth in a normal playthrough would i need to use what i want to use like noah and trek when alan and lance are already going to be substantially better than them and nightcrest competition mm-hmm. between even just the two of them is pretty severe so yeah. like yeah. you're going to be hampering if you use both of those two and then or even like even using two of those four is going to substantially hinder the other because one's going to get to promote way sooner than the other. It's also, what we like talked that. about a little bit earlier, where I, I've always been uh, a big fan of magic units in, in the Fire Emblem series. I think oh, yeah. mages are, are a ton of fun to use. And like we said, uh, if you look numerically, Magic is quite strong in FE6, but it ends up being the worst it is in the entire series. Just or not the series, but the 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 yeah, you know the, the <laughs> I meant the trilogy of of Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games, just because the magic users are so subpar. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I like I, I was talking when I was talking about my positive experience with Lou. I wasn't expecting that at all. I was expecting mm-hmm. a halfway decent unit that hits at res and because that's what this game that's like the best mage you're going to get out of this game is okay having someone a mage that's exceptional is definitely out of the ordinary in this game which is bizarre Mm -hmm. because like we said of how good magic on paper should be in this game because magic should be like this should be one of the best games for magic in the series period in particular because of all the wyverns and who have you know very low res and air caliber being a thing which is a strong ass tome. Yeah, there's everything is there for magic to be incredible, <laughs> except the users of it. Yes, which is just extremely disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of FE6's cast is just really oh, yeah. underwhelming and disappointing. Mm-hmm. And listen, javelins and hand axes are fun, but it, it gets a little bit boring when you know you're sending your wyvern rider well, yeah, or, or whatever just like, in the middle. The great units like your allants. You know, your pegs are, like, great in the same way that every other one mm-hmm. is in the series. You don't have, like, off-the-wall interesting it's... stuff. Like, like Levin in FE4 is a good unit that's, like, different. Although he's got awful move. But, like, still, you know. Or, um, what am I... Like, uh, Pent in FE7. Like, he's he's good in a way that not every other... That you can't find in every single other yeah, game in right. the series, you know. There's also not a lot of character showcase in this mm-hmm. game. Like I think the Pent example's a, a, a great uh, choice, especially because it's in the same engine and, and universe where you have this chapter where you get a real showcase for, wow, this unit's a badass. He can, he can take out a whole army by himself. And then this game doesn't really have a lot of standout no. moments like that no. for a lot of the characters it's, to show them It's off. very strange to me as well. Uh, this is touching a little bit onto story stuff, which we'll, we'll get into soon. 
But it's strange to me, and part of this is because probably I played, you know, Fire Emblem 7 first, but it's strange to me that one of the central characters of the game is Merlinus. <laughs> Being Roy's main advisor. Right. Just some... Well, he's just an exposition dispenser. Yeah. He's yeah. not he really, particularly yeah. a character. Um, hey, that man sat through at least 30 chapters watching other people fight. That... Oh, see, I'd never, I never deployed him, really. Man, I, I had Merlinus die so many times for me. It was great. Yeah. Failure is the greatest teacher. So therefore, he's, he's he is the greatest teacher. He's good to deploy in a draft, because you'll have the slots for a yeah. while. So, and, like, might as well get some free hits. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you've got, like, a bunch of shopping or, but, like, item gathering and organizing to do. It's like, sure, I'll let Merlinus tag along. Yeah. And I think I think this ties into FE6's position as the weird sort of halfway step between old Fire Emblem and modern Fire Emblem, but it's a very underrated oh, yeah. game. It has, <laughs> I think, like, yeah. gonna... it has the same sort of specific character development and dedicated lines and showcases as the old Kaga games, but they had more thematic through lines, at least in Yogdral, and like certainly focused there. on other certainly things. there, even in you know the Arcania yeah. saga, the the Marth games, I think there and, and Gaiden had, had its own stuff going on <laughs> like I don't know man I, yeah. I think this like, is one of the weakest stories pre-FE6 well pre-FE7 but you know Kaga era was not really about the characters no. so much except for a couple main ones uh, and you know that's it's doing just its own fine thing. yeah uh, but they they still found little ways like FE4 had all those little conversations uh, which were great I don't know why they don't do that more um and FE5 had a lot of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, too. And then, obviously, later, starting with FE7, but really going crazy and, you know, later on, it's all about the yeah. characters to the point where, like, I couldn't tell you what the main plot of Awakening is anymore. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the main plot of Three Houses is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, FE6 doesn't have an interesting main plot. It doesn't have an interesting thematic no. through line. Roy... And its presentation... You know, it's the first game to do all those amazing sprites. So in that sense, it's pretty cool. But looking at it now in a world where FE7 and 8 exist, its presentation is comparatively just, like, not yeah. at that level. So it seems lackluster. It was pretty good in context for its time, but they have improved on it twice since then. So yes. it's much less impressive when you I'm compare it to like, what they improved upon. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, it's an important and necessary step in the history yeah. of the series, but that makes it awkward to go right. back to. Because, because it was, a, it was, so yeah, it was a very clear, yeah, yeah, exactly, a very clear transitional period between the uh, the Kaga era, Kaga and era, more, and, the, and the new era, right, sure, right. Know. Um, you see, I, 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 actually chalk a lot of that up. Just the, I was mostly just. I was going to mention the translation. Like, is... This is this is a this is a <laughs> translation, true. not a localization thing. Yeah, and, and you true. always know that you know the translators are like, oh, you know, gotta honor yeah. the text We're, text yeah, of the so, Japanese. Yeah. And so so that's where you get a lot of stiff stiff Which dialogue. Is, that what's... you know, technically, yes, mm -hmm. that's correct. But just something that people we, who it wouldn't really phrase it that right. way. Really... And that's another reason, like, I was not at all excited for an FE6 remake before this, but now I'm much more interested in one because its faults have been laid far bearer before me, um, and I can see, like, what the improvements would be. A true. Lot more I'd still like FE4 and 5 first, because they're better games. <laughs> yeah, I would too. They they need it more, and they're better and yeah. more interesting. But, you know, now, like, now if they did FE6 next, I wouldn't be as I think mad. on the translation topic, you know, it's part I of the problem with a lot of the, with the, like, the translation versus localization. Like, yeah, being faithful to a fault 
has its merits, but it also, I mean, like we were talking about in this mm-hmm. game, how everything feels stiff. The translation plays a role in that. Obviously, the writing of the story is still bland, no matter what the dial- yeah. the Japanese dialogue is. But the fact that it didn't get an English translation that could have potentially helped that along, and it got an extremely faithful, probably very old fan translation. I don't know exactly how old this yeah, translation it, that we use is, but it's, it's it's one of the older ones. Oh yeah, from, from what I know. Yeah, I think. Like, don't, uh, I think mine. Because there have been mine, mine, waves, mine, but I think they mostly just the, changed the last names. time I played. Like, they didn't the last time I played FE six, and it might have been the older patch at that time, but it was still you know uh, Shauna was Fainy, and and oh, yeah. you know when you. It, it, when you still yeah, said what, like you also what, what, it said power instead of strength and stuff, you know. Yeah, and then you also had uh, zealot. You'd have him as like. Oh Jared. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it's like I think I think it's got it's got to be close to near ten it's years. Something old. like that. It's, it's around it, there. It it's yeah. it it's old. Yeah, because well, heroes what, heroes came out that gave us all the names. That was what twenty seven, twenty seventeen, or twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. That's when you know we got all the names. And Remember when Murdoch was Marduk, <laughs> and then they changed yeah, it for, that, for like yeah. a year there. But it's yeah, just trans translation versus localization. And you could sort also so you could also sort of see that with Roy in Servant Heroes and his Heroes lines and stuff. He he's more of a character in Heroes than you know if you play. Yeah, the but I feel like that character the, he's more of a Smash. character in yeah. Smash where he just yells. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, well I mean, fact, they fact, basically just invented his character yeah. for Smash because he didn't have one. Yeah, and he's well, still well, the, mu- well, and he's much more interesting there. Yeah, the game also wasn't out. They just Sakurai yeah. just looked at his picture and was like, "This is what this guy we, is." We and joked I'm, that like, right. we joked that Roy is Red Marth, but like, I, I, he like character wise, he is almost essentially Red Marth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he's, and the way that he's more Red Marth in his own game than yeah. he is in Smash. He's Red like, Marth, but boy, this guy can pull. <laughs> Gets all the ladies in this game. So why that? That's something I think Roy might need his his own little mini section here. Um, Fuck Roy, he sucks. He, he sucks. But, but, I hate but, Roy. He's boring. He's a terrible unit. And even with all of that in play, he should have still promoted I know, like, but, H after but like it's more complicated than that. Not only is he probably the worst lord in the series, I don't know who else uh, it would be. Chef, he's the only lord in the series, I would say, that you can see in like Heroes or Smash or something, and then be like, "Oh, he seems cool. Let's play his game." And your impression of him will drop from that. Um, I don't know, Marth. Marth is okay, yeah. really but bad. But FE12 or... Well, Marth has Shadow FE12 Dragon, though. No, FE11 Marth, no, Marth is one of the worst incarnations of Marth. No, FE12. Yeah. Isn't FE12 I've, 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 I've never had a Marth who has sucked as my most recent yeah. Roy yep. in all of my and, life. And, and but it's, this playthrough was torture for a while because of Roy. But to me, it's not just the thing where, you know, Roy, Roy is an awful unit. You know, oh no, the, the protagonist is bad. Uh, it's more just Roy is such a fucking boring cookie cutter character, and like you said, maybe some of that is is cooked up to localization versus translation. But working with what we have, Roy Roy is such a a, a nothing, just totally wet fart of a character. And on top of that, this this is you know more gameplay stuff. For some god known reason, uh, every single map in this game is the seize the throne objective so roy becomes critical to ferry around and and get him right next to the boss so he can cap there so it it just you you start to hate the little fucker 
You resent him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't escape Roy. No, though. you can't. <laughs> you can't. Especially now, if you want if, the true ending. Yeah. If the plot had been about how everyone hates working for Roy and he's a little shit, and halfway through they like ditched him, then it would be great gameplay story integration. But because it's not that, it's just frustrating. <laughs> In particular, as well as someone who my first playthrough of this game, I, I accidentally missed one of the requirements for um, you know one of the guidance chapters and didn't get the true ending, which we'll get into. Uh, but having him promote for one level yeah. <laughs> in the game It feels like a slap like, oh in the face. God. Yeah. In particular, because when he promotes, even though he doesn't have a horse, he still has a 1-2 range sword yeah, that's like the Binding Blade is actually insane as a weapon. Yeah. It's ridiculously yeah. strong. Really good. I mean, well, you don't need a horse when you've eaten like seven yeah. pairs of boots. I almost wonder if the Binding Blade was like almost like a fix. Like, like they were play testing or they're doing it and they're like, man, like, Roy sucks. this is really tough with Roy. <laughs> and they're like, we need to like just give yep. him something that can fix mm -hmm. him. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, that, like if they if they got to Zephyr, like maybe he didn't promote at all in the original version. Because uh, I don't think. No, not Nephi no. 1. In, in yeah, Martha never, 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 never has. Yeah, Martha. Is he not? Yeah, Mark no, never, never promoted. Promote. Yeah, he's he never promoted. Yeah, he, he always, he always just get, he always just gets the foul yeah. at the end. And I'm it's pretty like, sure. Oh man, I, now you can fight the sure final his boss. First promotion was technically like Warriors. Yeah, Warriors was literally the first time Martha was able to ever promote. Yeah, really? Something. Wow. Yeah. So I could totally see them have done that for Roy for like a beta at the six, and then they got to the Zephiel fight and like poked him for zero damage, and they're like, <laughs> we, hmm, we can do something <laughs> about do something this. About this. Well, this is anticlimactic. Yeah, they're trying to have it be this big ideological face-off between Roy and Zephiel, but Roy gets, like, two-shot by Zephiel and does, like, maybe seven damage. Also, fuck the rapier in this game. <laughs> the fact that it doesn't have effective yeah. damage against uh, nomads is... That's just... The K that's, route sure is, that's not the rapier. I'm pretty sure that's, that's just an oversight in, um, in, like, classes. Yeah. Yeah, and no oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah that, because I'm, it affects okay. the horse slayer I'm, too. Yeah. It's not just the. Rapier. I didn't know that. Yeah, not know that. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're actually just coded as just infantry yeah, units. With they're hor yeah, they're horses Ooh. without horses, basically. It's really another stupid. reason why I that, yeah, that I was going crazy for yeah, a while. No. Was yeah, like, it's huh? my god, Darren. Why don't we quickly touch on this? Oh my god, the Sakai route is awful. <laughs> It's not good. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I for for people who don't know, the, the Gaiden map that you play to get Mulligir, the, the legendary bow, there's something like six or seven thrones, and there's bosses on all of them. And uh, since every single map is a seize the throne objective for some fucking reason, um, you have to guess which throne is the right one, and it's completely random, and there's no indication. And if you guess the wrong throne, then there are same-turn reinforcements with tons of units. <laughs> and it's 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 mind-bogglingly terrible. And Nomad troopers have a particularly large avoid stat, and they are on thrones, so they get throne bonuses. So hitting them is a nightmare. It's it's just like, how did... I hope you have crits on your yeah. side. Yeah, and by contrast, Ilya is really hilariously easy. There's really nothing yeah, at all difficult heard. about Ilya. Yeah, because like we were talking yeah, that, about, yeah, the Pegasus yeah. Knights are a joke because they have basically zero con and steel lances for the most part. So they they die to like everything. Falcon Knight bosses, there's a couple of them, don't get thrown bonuses because they're flying. So you don't have to deal with like ridiculous avoid because they're not quite fast enough to do what like the the nomad troopers do in Sakai. 
And just the chapters, there's no bullshit chapter like you were saying with that Gaiden. I don't even remember the Gaiden in that one. I'm pretty sure I warp skipped it. You yeah, can't the, warp the, skip the, it. The Gaiden yeah. was where you had all the... Uh, the Gaiden oh, was where oh, you had oh all yeah, the, that's all the dumb walls. walls. Yeah, it's a dumb Gaiden, but you can at least yeah, skip the, the dumb Gaiden. Yeah. So like, yeah. Eh. The one in Sakai is unskippable. Cause yeah, because you, you, you don't, don't know, know where to warp. Throne. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more than, like, if you play FE7 or 8 with save states, it honestly kind of ruins what little difficulty there is. FE6, if it's, it's your essential. first time playing it, honestly, I would say just... Yeah, I, dude, I save scumps yeah. so much in this in this um, playthrough, and I, I had no reserves. I was like, dude, I just want to beat this game. I don't want to, like, worry about playing, you know, Chapter 16 20 times or something, right. or Arcadia 30 times. Like, yeah. oh man, why, why don't we quickly talk about what what I've said twice now, the fact that they made the the baffling decision of of having every objective be seize the throne, which has not been true in any other. Well, I mean, I guess sort of um, FE four, but I feel like that Shadow almost Dragon, doesn't I count. Think everything is except um, the final boss is seize, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, every yeah, everything except final boss. Also, so, yeah, same with FE twelve. Marth's games are all seize games. But it's like we're like, six I, we're six games in at this it, point. What? Yeah. <laughs> Seize is one of the better objectives. But doing oh, it is more interesting. I, I don't have. But also I don't have any problem with the I don't have board. any problem with seize. Yeah. It's it's just the fact that it's doing seize some, thirty you know, times. Thirty cha- thirty chapters. Or it's, I think it's a little bit more if you. Have it's guidance. it's thirty. It's thirty exactly. Not counting the final boss chapters, it's not a seize. With guidance. Okay. So yeah. So thirty chapters with seize the throne is it's in particular with a unit like Roy. I think. I think that is a cool idea on paper, not all of them being that, but having a unit like Roy, it's like you have to get this yeah. low-powered unit up to the throne, you know, get him through danger and have him seize the throne. That's a cool idea. But when it's every single chapter, it's like, I don't know. It's it's just not fun. No. Yeah. Like, um, Radiant Dawn played with that a little bit with, like, their um, whoever arrives chapters, I think, right? Uh, they do they're, that in Path of Radiance and down a couple I think there's times. one or... Path of Radiance? Like, yeah. They don't do it it's that similar often. To like a bit similar to Thracia Escape, but they just like reward you with bonus EXP based on who escapes before the Lord. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think there's only actually one chapter then in Radiant. Dawn. I know there's at least one in Path of Radiance. Uh, oh, is it? Okay, maybe. Yeah, in Path of Radiance, there's... There's a super like early three. one, I remember, and I think there's a couple more. Yeah. Well, there, there's Escape and then oh, there's yeah, Arrive. Yeah, there's... there's a, well, arrive by itself is just like anyone can show up, so that's pretty easy. You yeah, just send Marsha or whatever. But I fit maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought there were chapters in Radiant Dawn where it was like Tanith arrives or something like. I mean, that's that's it's just like a, a that's just that's just, seize, but, that's just seize, but a different. I'm, I'm dude. Well, yeah, but that's like if you want if you have a lord who's good, but you want to make the chapter about getting a weak unit up there, you can still do that. Well, the chapter the chapter you're thinking about it's a part two chapter where Lucia has to arrive, where she's effectively just the lord for that yeah. chapter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. That then that's not really something I, that's been done before. But I'm gonna be, be honest. It would be pretty people easy. in particular. I mean, less so recently because this game's a couple years old now. Um, I would have just a couple. Well, I'm I'm, I'm saying yeah, Awakening couple. is a couple years old. <laughs> uh, but I would have I would have okay. killed for a route the enemy even just like something else, you know. Especially because in some maps you're almost doing that to yeah. seize anyway. Yeah. yeah. When you're bombarded by thirty wyverns every time you take a single step forward, <laughs> charge straight towards your dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I 
it's especially baffling coming after Thracia, which, like, for its time, you you can accuse Thracia of a lot, but it has a lot of variety. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. oh yeah. I was going to mention, like, like for Thracia has tons of crazy ideas for mm-hmm. levels and chapters. And even on chapters where you're just essentially just seizing, it's still, like, a crazy enough layout, or there's a an interesting gimmick to the level. And what what I enjoy... So, meanwhile, FE6 has slowly walk around this giant corridor oh, in a circle. They make you do that way too many times. Oh my god. What I, I mean, enjoy one is more... way too many, but there's yes, too many yes. giant winding corridors in this game, which we'll get to once we start talking about maps. Keegan, what I enjoy more about Thracia that, that you summed up very well in the first part of this podcast is... Even though there are an equally number of dog shit units in in Thracia as there are in Fire Emblem Six, um, there exists things like like the scrolls and and skills and stuff like that. So you can make a unit like Marty like fun and usable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who has a zero percent strength growth, and then you have a unit like Wendy who is just not fun. No, it was a use. miserable experience. Yeah, I and yeah. I. I slam dunked using Marty when we talked about it in the draft. Mm-hmm. I talked about how miserable it was, and it was miserable. But I would use Marty again before I would touch Wendy completely yep. and entirely, and that's not even close. Always I... got good build. <laughs> <laughs> so should we get into maps now? Yeah, well, like any any game after this, even the trainees in FEA, like if you decide to give an inordinate amount of ten- attention to a bad unit, they will be useful on your team once you're done doing that. Hmm. But FE6, well, okay, I guess not the remakes, but I'm th- that's like the old Marth game, um, yeah, you know, paradigm. But like all the new games after this point, you could make someone redeemable if you were willing to put the time in. Yeah, I mean, using someone like Nino, which is has a, a, like a time constraint attached to that amount of investment you can put in. Like you can only baby her for so long before you run out of game. That was still mm-hmm. infinitely more fun yeah. than trying to baby Wendy. And like the enemy like the enemies were way stronger that Nino had to deal with. Because again, it's in the back half of the game. But it was again still way more enjoyable to baby her and again you get a better thing out as a result. And even the maps like Cog yeah. and, and such and yeah. Firewall Seven don't don't you they know, don't hold a candle to yeah, like chapter Cog, six in this game or Cog sixteen or, or rough, Arcadia, you know? Yeah, it's got nothing on the the giant turds of this game. Yeah. So with that, why don't we touch on <laughs> map design? Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, there are more maps than, than I can even remember where you walk in, you know, three, it's a spiral basically yeah. like, you know, I think a couple of circles that get eight, smaller and smaller. Chapter eight has the biggest reputation for being a spiral corridor. Is is that but the I, one with Lilina? Yes. And, and, but uh, honestly, yeah. yeah. I think chapter 22 is just as bad, but it's made up for by the fact that you have a shit ton of boots. Like, that's the only reason yeah. that chapter I think chapter doesn't feel 16 terrible. is even chapter worse. Chapter 16 Which one is, is worse. That's Zephyl. Zephyl's 22. Yeah. Uh, okay. If yeah. That, yeah. And I think we talked about it when we were... Or at least, I hope I talked about it when we were streaming. I said that it was a terrible map that's made tolerable by the existence of a shit ton of boots. By the boots. way, can, can, can we talk about that very quickly? Um... So I didn't know this the first time I played. Most people don't know this the first time they play FE6, understandably. Uh, in chapter 21, which is the sort of penultimate chapter of the game, penultimate, you know, until you, be- you beat Zephyl. Yeah. Um, there's a secret shop in the corner of the map, which you have to use warp or 
way easier, a flyer to get to where you can, for the only time in the entire series, buy boots, uh, which increase your movement by two and move stacks up until 15 in this game. So the meta of FE6 has become, you know, hoard as much money as you can and sell off all of your useless shit on chapter 21 so you can buy as many boots as possible and have ridiculous move units so everyone is on a horse times three. Uh, and it's crazy how much more tolerable <laughs> it makes parts yeah, it's of this really game. Fun. Like, I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't want every game no, to be able to do that because it would get kind of ridiculous. But I like having one game. I agree. It's that. like if they remake it, I definitely oh, yeah. want them to keep yeah. it. Oh, they won't though. There's no way they will. I I hope they will. If they don't, they would have to change the maps to compensate. Because like I said, 22 is a god awful map at normal movement speed. 23 is worse. Yeah. I think 20 23 sucks. It's the one with the is, giant lake in the middle where you get Carol, and there's tons of wyverns and sleep staves and berserk staves and. Oh my god, I hate that. 22 map. is a winding corridor Man, that they make about... you backtrack through. No I know, fucking I know, thanks. I know, I know. I was just going to dwell on, you know, it's interesting. In FE7, you don't really see that much of the status. No, they're all over. And in this game, whoo, this is where they all yeah. went. Yeah, yeah. The later chapters... Like, I know I was playing oh, without Restore, so it's a little different for most of the game, but god, that was awful. They would just completely ruin maps. I mean, I even, with one, even with Restore, it's still a staff user. I had to, it can yeah, be dead. Like, like, Zeiss, I lost because he went I had to start... I just, at the wrong time, and he was on the ocean. I couldn't... I just started sleeping and silencing them at some point with Saul. Like, they're, especially in like those super status-heavy chapters, so he would be spending turns and turns just getting those fuckers to leave me alone long enough for me to kill them. Yeah. And it, and even then, he, he's because they were all, like, druids and bishops with a shit ton of res, it's like coin flip accuracy in whether or not he's going to do it. Which means that if I hit a, if I go for sleep and I miss, Saul wasted his turn and someone's getting berserked. It's just, it's, it, it gets it's... pretty miserable. It's frustrating, and it's and it's, it's the last like third of FE six is a lot like the final lap of FE four, where you've got that giant wall of yeah. statusers, yeah, um, which was not fun. I don't know why they were like, yes, let's do this yeah, again. Let's take that one thing before. from FE four and nothing else. Status staves are fine, and I'm totally okay with them using them, but they're they use them in excess in FE in some FE six chapters, and it's a bit ridiculous. Like also, having, just I think like Berserk is dumb. One or, yeah, Berserk is dumb. I think yeah, having... Berserk is awful. Especially, I didn't even realize this. You can't even no, box because they're in. friendly units. So if yeah. a good unit gets Berserk, yeah, yeah I, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the ultimate the ultimate trick to like FE6 status staves is the stat the status state priority is actually entirely deployment order based, and they'll always target from the bottom of your deployment up. So the the trick is you always deploy phase your last slot. Because then Faye, Faye with her massive res pretty much... Just soaks the status. Pretty good yeah. dodge. Yeah, yeah but she can pretty much just dodge pretty that's easily. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that you have it's to been dumber, though. Because that's just a, like a, an AI thing that obviously the game's not going to teach you. And if you don't I know that... I wish I knew that. Yeah. yeah. That's why That's why yeah, a lot too. of people... Jeff, you could have saved Zeiss if I yeah, knew that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oof. Because, because like I think sleep is fine. Silence is is interesting as well. Um, in particular, if it hits a staff unit, but but to me, berserk is just not fun. <laughs> uh, 
it's one of those things where, you know, difficulty versus fun. I want a difficult Fire Emblem game, but, but Berserk is just not a fun mechanic in particular when Restore, you know, you need to be right next to them. So if Milady gets hit and she's miles away from everybody else, it's like what exactly like what happened to you with Darren with Zeiss. With, like, what do you do? <laughs> you say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye. I'm sorry I deployed you in the wrong Pour slot. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you were at the bottom of my deployment. My bad. Yeah, I'll rearrange it. Next That's what time. said on his tombstone. <laughs> yeah, he was deployed in the wrong order. Yeah, sorry. Like, I love like games where you can gimmick mm-hmm. with your own berserk staff and do crazy stuff, like killing, bopping Julius with a javelin and stuff. That's fun, but I don't know that it's really worth it. Berserk is just such an unfun mechanic to be able what, to do. What I think of. is interesting, too, and part of the reason why I'm so soured on this game now, because this is the first time I've done a full playthrough since I played FE4, is if this was the fourth game in the Fire Emblem series, I'd be like, dude, nice job. Like, you know, gradual progression each time. Cool cool stuff there. Uh, but the fact that it comes after the, the Yggdral games, you know, four and five, it, those games take... Mm-hmm massive leaps do they do experimental things you know in retrospect of this of the series absolutely but they also you know set precedents that have been with us since like skills and and things like that and and this just seems like shadow dragon 2 <laughs> you know it's a it's a back yeah. to basics approach where they tried to tighten up the design which to, to an extent, they were successful yeah, in. But good job. You made time, an NES game a it, little bit they, more. It was a messy time yeah. of it. It wasn't... Uh, Maybe I should say Fire Emblem if this was the third game. Because I have not played 3 slash 12, but I've heard 3 slash 12 is really, yeah, really good. Yeah, for all I know, there's more to it. Than oh, this. man. If, if, you hated, if you hated FE6 Guidance chapters, <laughs> you'd hate the FE, FE, FE3, FE12 Star Shards. You would hate those. Hey, I've heard 12's awesome. I've heard it's a really fun game. It is, but if you don't if you don't know about the star shards, you hundred percent are not getting. Well, that's fine. that's fine. I mean, I I don't you know Thrace is my favorite, so I can't complain about obtuse design too much. Uh, which I don't, I don't know. I just think that's the kind of thing where you look at it and you're like, well, it's from '99. This game's from what year is Binding Blade? 2001. I think it's 2001. I believe I believe so. Sounds yeah. It's around yeah. that um, area anyway. But but it's one of those things okay. more slightly more forgivable with Thracia, I think that it's just like these are things that could be retooled and and you know. Fire Emblem Six was released in March twenty second. Ah, two. Yeah, two thousand two, okay. March twenty ninth. You know, you know, and I and it sounds like this is echoed with at least uh, you, Hoster and Key and, and Darren. I think already felt this way, but replaying Fire Emblem Six has made me itching to replay Fire Emblem Seven, and in particular, just appreciate all of the steps forward that that game took. Uh, in particular, not just gameplay-wise, but narratively, I didn't remember the narrative being so boring <laughs> in Fire Emblem Six. <laughs> yes. The narrative in, in retrospect, oh God, and just tone, yeah. like the Kaka games didn't really have much of a narrative or character development, but they, a lot of them. Well, but really four and five tone. do. Like you, Yggdral is fucking bleak. Yeah, like, and you feel it with every single turn. And Fe Six is about is the story about like continental warfare and the return of like ancient super weapons and stuff, and the presentation is all bright and happy. Like the tile sets mm-hmm. look amazing and they fit Fe Seven really well. And Fe Eight made its own to and fit Fe Eight is better. a beautiful game. And Fe Six, it's really yeah. jarring. Yeah, I feel like in retrospect, it's, it's kind clashing. of it's kind of amazing to see 
how much additional lore and like I know seven added they added yeah. to the setting in yeah. seven. Like it's crazy. Like the dragons yeah. are treated like no big deal by so many characters. Mm-hmm. And in seven, it's like, oh my god, a dragon, yeah. the world is over. Yeah, the moment like, you fight that one, it's like, oh my god. The moment when Ninian but... turns into a dragon, you're like, oh holy shit, dude. And but there's nothing like that in this game. I don't know. And it, it kind of lacks a lot of those cool, like, character moments that, sh- that shine the yeah. story. Like, you have uh, Cecilia when she's There's... fending the castle off from Zephiel, and that's a, that's a neat yeah, moment. Yeah, it's cool to see, you know, the, the, yeah, that's the like uh, emperor animation or but... whatever Zephiel's, you know, class is called. I don't know, but there's there also nothing this there game no that surprises. made me feel, yes. you know? Yeah. Like, like, when you go back to FE7 and you see Zephiel praying to any god that will listen... That his family can be happy mm. and together, and you just know, like, boy, your dad hired a bunch of people to kill you tonight, yeah. and you know, like, the future developments, like that shit's heartbreaking. Mm. But there's there's nothing like that here. It's they had to retroactively level. fix Zephiel's character like that. I mean, they mentioned some of that stuff yeah. in six, but mm. it's like in passing, it's like Roy talks to Guinevere and's like, "What's Zephiel like?" And then she mentions sure. some some of that stuff but obviously they had to expand on it substantially so you have that emotional connection with well that's that's what i was gonna say i took yeah it's kind of baffling how flatty is as a main villain yeah like he's the big evil emperor who's doing stuff for seemingly no reason and then guinevere reveals oh my god he used to be Mm -hmm. kind of a nice guy and um he's not doing it for no reason he's doing it because he's mad at but his stuff. his motivation he's... is kill all humans it's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> what <laughs> like you can make a great villain with Zephyr's yeah. backstory but Zephyr yeah. is not the villain that no. result because his goals are nonsensical yes. it's it and that's the thing i so are you guys aware of shane's brain i think that's hey yeah shane's brain or no. Shane Brand. Never um, heard of it. He he has done an ongoing retrospective series of the of the Fire Emblem games, and he started with one. <laughs> like oh, one wow. was his first Fire Emblem game. Old days of old And and he has been playing in order, yeah. and he felt pretty disappointed by Fire Emblem Six. And and I watched his video on Fire Emblem Six just because I kind of completely skipped through the plot <laughs> this time, just because I wanted to to play the game, uh, and and. Well, and because that's the correct yeah, way to play. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to, to watch this video to get a refresher on the plot. And like you said, Guinevere has all these moments where she says, you know, Zephiel, there, there's reason behind the madness and blah, blah, blah. But you you, you don't get it at all. You she just... alludes to it. But it but nothing happens from it. And it's, so... and it's like they tell it all to you through like Guinevere talking to Roy. You don't see mm-hmm. any of these things with like dialogue with Zephiel or Zephiel talking about his past struggles. It's just like... yeah. It's just a dialogue exchange of someone else talking about it. It's mm-hmm. a lot of tell, not show. And, Granted, and do Zephiel and Guinevere even share um, like, like they share one? one I think it's one. where he attacks the castle and he's like, "Time to go home, sister." And she's like, "Brother." And then she gets taken <laughs> yeah. away. And then and then she comes back like the next <laughs> chapter because Milady flies her over to you. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like I can still rest. Yeah, my you case can. Then. You definitely. Like, yeah, can. you totally can. Guinevere is kind of the most interesting character, I think, in this game. She had a lot of potential to be interesting. Yeah, she did. She reminds me a lot of Nina. Yeah. <laughs> Nina. From uh, Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon. One and three. 
Oh, like her, like her yeah. role in the story is yeah. very similar to. I'm pretty uh, sure it's pronounced I feel Nina. Like, yeah, I think it's Nina. Nina yeah, she's sure. interesting. I liked. Um, you can see a lot of like inspiration for Alincia in her, and I feel like they did it better yeah. then. But well, part of it's because you know, Alincia is a, a unit not that many... you can play with, so it gives you a little bit more. Well, yeah, hey, that's of, hey, a, of a connection. Hey, don't talk like... shit about my trial maps, Guinevere. Okay, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Best you know, unlockable character. Not a lot of people have any character at all, including the protagonist of the game and, you know, the main villain. Uh, it's nice to have someone who is a little bit more sketched out. Sure. Yeah, we also here. we you haven't mentioned. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Narj because at least he has like a personality oh, Narsh, and he's love and, that he's, and he's and he's yeah. got presence. He's, he's hateable. and so like. So he's kind of so like Walter, you know? Yeah, he's kind of a precursor yeah. to Walter. Yeah. yeah, he's. he's he, I could see him being Walter before he got like crazed out on death. <laughs> but but he does have crazy eyes. <laughs> he he does. really does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Narsh is really kind of the most memorable villain. By the way, we haven't touched on the super secret villain of the game. Uh, oh yeah, Edun. 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 How do you guys feel about it? I don't know why she's a secret. You poke her with the sword and she's yeah. gone. <laughs> I thought that by like playing all the guidance chapters and like reading the text, at least like after I beat Zephiel, then it would all like slot into place and she would make well, sense. They... But, you know, in the game it's pretty much like we're yeah. reading a wiki. Yeah, that's basically her, how they did like... it, because in that in the the penultimate chapter, you basically just have the um what's his name? Jean, however the hell you say Jan. Jan. John, John, my boy John. But you basically just have him talk to Roy about all of Edun's backstory in one chapter. What a great map, too, by the way. You walk forward, capture a throne, and then walk forward and do that like seven more times. Yay. Almost reminds me of another map. It is actually the best <laughs> map of all the GBA games. I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's fun. It's also just like kind of a kind of easy because like, you just go into a room kill well, you just have your legendary weapon go into weapons. another room yeah. kill three mannequins yeah. everyone has legendary weapons yeah. at that point so it's just kind of like hey you can use these now yeah which you probably should have done before, time to go but, nuts you know yeah it feels oh, yeah. satisfying and it can be kind of fun i can't imagine playing very, that map without a know, shit ton of boots deep. though especially with all yeah. the one tile hallways yeah yeah the randomly one tile hallways they did not need to be one tile that was just a dumb choice yeah, very very strange to me. Um, but Edun is another character that I think had potential, but you just kind of you hear nothing about her, and then you know, oh my God, the sword of sea, or that's what it used to be called, <laughs> the binding blade is is reacting to Ekstax, <laughs> Zephyl's sword, and they show us the way to a secret dragon den, and oh my God, there's a secret dragon girl who's being manipulated. Well, and oh my god, can we talk about how, like, the whole point is clearly to be that, like, Roy sees, you know, he has empathy, mm -hmm. he, he avoids the mistakes of, like, his yeah. forefathers and, like, forges unity. He's kind of like Corrin, where he but, just like, kills everybody. His, his ancestor already did that shit by sealing her the first time, so all the tension is gone. Like, can humans and dragons, you know, coexist? Why must humans and reploids fight? <laughs> like, all that shit. Like, that was solved in the yeah. backstory <laughs> they, before they, Roy they, they even go does out it. Of their way does to, Roy like, dream of electric them. sheep? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead from that Mega Man reference. Oh my god! So, well done. 
know. You find out it's a problem in the same chapter, like a chapter before you resolve it, and in the same chapter where you hear that someone else resolved it a thousand years ago. Like, there's no tension. I will say the best part of her is character because the boss is, is so her easy, is her boss theme. It's true. It's the best part yeah. of her whole that deal. Also, here somehow the easiest boss in the series. Yeah. She's just painfully yeah. slow. Yeah. So you just double yeah. her with your legendary weapon, and then you win. But you got to do it with Roy. Which I still want. Or in my case, where you pray, you pray Rutger and Shin don't kill <laughs> yeah, her, so right? Roy can poke. Like her. if you can't, my Roy could one round. But if you can't, you're just like, all right, I have to find someone who won't kill her, so Roy can. I had to save state so that Roy could kill her <laughs> because people would kill her. <laughs> It was a weird problem to have. <laughs> I that killed the final boss too easily. I need I to make it more difficult. Also, she only has one range, which I think is the only time the like dragon final boss has one range, right? It's it's and a I pretty dumb of... choice since the binding yeah. blade. Yeah. My Roy couldn't one rounder, but I could just like send the boot stout archer. You've got Mercury's and the tomes, and not even just yeah. just that. Like yeah. you can you can very easily beat uh, Idun in one turn without ever having her touch you, yeah. which is just dumb. And the Binding Blade is two range, so, right. you know. You've got so many options to just attack her without ever getting hit, and it just removes all of the threat, which is dumb for a final boss to be that pathetic. Yeah. Am I also crazy for even thinking much her, her sprite's a little goofy? Yeah, it is a little goofy. No, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little silly. Not as cool as the dragon from FE7. Man... And that's just a normal dragon. Right? That thing got hyped up. In, in that I know. Game. It's kind of funny. That, it's just that, a dragon. Yeah, that just, just the regular yeah. ass dragon is more of a substantially more of a threat than he yeah. did was. Yeah. And that's supposed to be just like one of the many dragons that Roy and company whacked through last year. Like, they killed like 30 yeah. last chapter. Because like it retroactively like, makes sense. Like, wow, having dragons, you would win any mm. war. And then in this game, you're like... Did you guys try hard? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Hector, you slipping. I mean, they are they are hard to kill without the legendary weapons, the mannequins. Yes, they so are. like I sort of get that, but you you will always have some. And that's what basically. they're literally for, so, the legendary weapons. Yeah, they, it's like, they, oh, that's it's a mannequin, go kill it. Yeah, that's why they force you to keep all of them intact. Mm -hmm. Because when they go into that chapter, they assume you have all of them, because you're supposed to. Speaking of, why don't we touch upon... Once again, this this strange thing where there's a couple of bonus chapters and uh, you know a, a true ending to the game, which I think is an interesting idea on paper, uh, that you need to go to every single Gaiden and and the Gaidens reward you each with a legendary weapon in this game, and they need to be intact to get the true ending. And if you fuck up and miss one, like I did on my or first playthrough, or break one, or break one, or break one, you're done, dude. That's it. Especially with stuff like Durandal. Like, especially since this game gives you, you get busted so early. sword users. Yeah. Like Rutger. Like, if you've ru promoted Rutger... <laughs> he could use it like mm -hmm. a Exactly. Like, if you don't know about that, you'd be like, oh shit, I just got this insane sword for Rutger. I'm gonna go kill everything with it. And yeah. then break the sword. Congratulations, you locked yourself out of the true ending. Were you supposed to know that? Yes. Did you? No. That's... That's definitely an area a remake could really improve yeah. it. It could maybe be a thing of, did you get X amount of sacred weapons? Yeah, just to check if you got Versus them. all of them. 
I and maybe when, when, maybe uh, well, or just hinting towards what you have something. to do I mean, to get did, to the when, guidance. When, yeah, that's all. That's all it would need. I mean, to when be. they did FE twelve, the the star shards I mean, are pretty that, arbitrary. I see people yeah. defend <laughs> this a lot, where like most of the guidance requirements are pretty easy. It's usually like a very generous turn count, and that is true. most of them. Most of them but them the thing is, you need all of them. If you're experienced with fire emblem, you will get most of them mm -hmm. without knowing about it. But that doesn't matter because you need to get all yeah. of them to get the true ending. And there's a couple that are totally jank filled. And some and of them have arbitrary, like, um, well, not, not quite arbitrary. Like, they make sense in context. Yeah, but it, it feels, feels arbitrary, arbitrary with, like, survival yeah. requirements, too. Where it's like, beat this chapter in X turns and yeah, have these Yeah, I had to jump back two chapters to save right. Zeiss. I mean, Devin almost killed Zeiss in his run until I told him not to. Yeah, I did. And you would have scammed yourself out of the true ending had yeah. I didn't, which is why... I know. When well, you, I heard you guys you, technically yeah, would have been would, able to say I didn't beat the game. Need, yeah, because I heard, I heard you, <laughs> you and NBC talking about it. Do you only need one? No, he can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you only needed either Zeiss or Milady. You need both. No, you need both. Let me check. No, you need both. I remember I, I saw I had to go wiki. back two yeah. chapters and save Zeiss and play again. chapter 16 <laughs> yet fucking again. Like, like we said earlier, chapter 16 is one of the worst maps I've ever seen in a Fire Emblem game. That that map is, is awful. Yeah. Real yep. bad. And they, managed, and they managed to top it twice in... Oh, don't bring it up. We'll get to that <laughs> game once the hype has died down, which it's starting to. <laughs> Can't wait to play Ash and Wolves. <laughs> Do you have anything? You're never gonna play it at this point. Do we have anything we'll else see. substantial to add? Have we covered everything? Or like all, all I don't the know. big stuff? I think I kind of feel bad. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like final takeaways yeah, yeah. in every every six guys. Every six out of ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go next. Um, big transitionary game. Great presentation for its time. Rescues cool. But FE7 basically makes it obsolete in every conceivable way. And that has its own problems. So, you know, FE6 is really tough to go back to because it doesn't have a purpose. Kaga games are jankier and older and weirder. But, like, I had more fun playing Gaiden with Fast Forward, admittedly. But, like, it's just so obviously a product of its place it in the series yeah just kaga leaving and then being like what approach. do we do what the fuck do we do it aged yeah. very poorly and i would like it aged poorly than games that aged like more yeah. objectively poorly because they have jank that makes them interesting yeah. to go back to and fe6 other than the boots really doesn't yeah yeah i think Darren, how about you keegan uh, I, I think that um <laughs> Like like I was saying, I I have a soft spot for where, like right where this game's difficulty is, so I enjoy playing it in that aspect. But like like we've just spent the last I don't even know how long talking about there are substantial problems with this game, and it makes it hard to come back to. It's a game I'll play every now and then. It's like hey, I'll do an FE six run, why not, and just enjoy the challenge of it, and then be done touching it and thinking about it for a year minimum or something like that. It's it's got a few. It's got a few highs, a few notable things, but uh, so many things that they made mistakes on. So many different things that they fucked up. Chef, mm -hmm. I'm the odd man. Yeah, you here. like it. it I, I yeah, mm -hmm. I think it is. It's tight. It's either second or third in terms of pure gameplay yeah, I, in the series. Yeah, I will. I will praise the it's, gameplay. It's it, gameplay wise. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's pretty much. It's equals. Pretty much FE twelve, conquest and then maybe. It's superior is just it, yeah. Con conquest, I would say, hands down, is the best gameplay the series yeah, has agreed. ever had. And 
Yeah, I I I constantly come back to this game. I I love it. Is it your it. favorite of the Game Boy trilogy? Uh, actually, probably tied with Sacred Stone. Hell yeah, dude! About it overall, I'm surprised that like the things that Sacred Stones does well are not what I think of as what you. But Chef well, loves Awakening. Most in Fire well, Sacred Stones still still can go fast. Yeah, and that's it's the fun. thing. It's just Sacred fun. Stones has, has like good speed, good speed. Way options. better character writing, Where, I think. Just way better presentation. Yeah, character you know? story, character and story wise, Sacred Stones is better. And then, but yeah, gameplay wise, Sacred Stones also goes fast, as opposed to Fe Seven. Fe Seven gameplay wise, I feel like you the game actively tries to stop you from yeah, going that's, fast. that's fair. I understand that. Alright, it's up to yeah, me it's then. Up to you, Darren. Final verdict. Finish it off, Darren. I came into Fire Emblem 6 ready to love it back in the day because it, I, I, I remember when I bought Sacred Stones thinking it was going to be this game. Because that was back when I was like 11 or yep. 12 and I you know, I, I didn't know. I was just like, oh my god, Fire Emblem sequel. This and is it, it. I get to find out what happened. And Darren, it had your boy. It had your boy. <laughs> it had my boy. But uh, I feel like this game, it, it like we've touched on so much of it. it. It hasn't aged well. It falls flat. But it does have a lot of, it has a lot of game to it. There's a lot to see here, and I think it's worth revisiting no matter what, despite Agreed. if you may share some of our thoughts on it, or maybe you think it's a, a highlight of the series, but uh, I tend to agree that it's after playing through the more interesting games in the series, it's definitely starting to show some of its cracks. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I agree 100%. I want yeah, to reiterate yeah, that, like, that if you're listening to this your three-hour podcast <laughs> and somehow you haven't played fe6 before go play it it's it's uh i think it's probably the easiest of of the japanese exclusive games to just jump right into just because you know if you play if you're playing fe6 you've most likely played seven and, and eight as well and there's a lot of familiarity there so it's it's easy to get into um i don't hate this game i don't think anyone here hates this game i'm still happy yeah, i played it it does, it does a lot, a lot really well. well and it even does a yeah. lot really well that other mm -hmm. games don't so I, I i had fun with this draft i'm happy i finally finished a draft <laughs> it only it took only four took years four, years. And four games and yeah four game kind of kind of five and you didn't finish fe7 you didn't finish you didn't finish five at the time you didn't finish four didn't at the finish time yeah. and gaiden we you didn't finish, finish nine. Two, but only Chef and I did. Yeah, you also didn't yeah. finish the guys that, that we did, and then you didn't finish. Then you didn't finish nine, and subsequently you didn't finish ten. True. And I didn't finish that uh, no, awakening. It, so that it was six games there. It took, it took six games. That a third of that's why it's that's why it's called FE6, dude. And yeah, <laughs> FE6. It all comes <laughs> it all together. Comes together. <laughs> Okay, do you guys have anything else you want to add, or is that I the, think the we're podcast? good. I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, I think we got yeah, it. I, the last three I hope hours. we got I think it. The last three hours we covered all got it. it off our chest. I I want. I think I think in there we got the <laughs> I hope take. So. I guess my my final final again thoughts. If you love this game, that's mm -hmm. really great. You know, um, I thought I would. I just didn't. You know, but. There are parts of it that I really love. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for this episode to go up. I think this has been some of our best pure Fire Emblem analysis, but I'm not excited for 
Jared to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Good luck, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing my enthusiasm. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you have the same enthusiasm for editing this game as you do for, for playing your it. drafted run of Fireman's. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably more excited about this. What do you mean? Yeah, that's true. Devin, you're like Roy. You're at the center, and we have to. Hey, that's <laughs> that's why I started this podcast saying I'm Roy. Uh, Husser is yeah, is Narshan. Those, those recruits. Yep. Keegan is Lolina. Shannon I don't like where this Marcus. Lolina. I don't like where that's going at all. I don't Keegan, want no part of that. <laughs> it's Lolina. Shep. I don't Marcus want no Darren part Darren is the Black Knight. Darren's still the Black Darren's Knight. Always the Black Knight. Um, with that, we're gonna end <laughs> off this episode. You can find us on Patreon at or emblemcast.com patreon.com slash emblemcast and guys please look forward to next episode we're still not going to spoil what we're doing for our fe8 draft and then subsequent retrospective but i think it's something you're going to enjoy and let's just say we're going to have some new faces on the podcast for that episode <laughs> and it, it'll be good teaser. it'll be fun good teaser all right we'll see you guys soon <laughs>